you're watching the national coverage of the men's figure skating event on NGC. Ladies and gentlemen, the podcast event will commence momentarily. Please be aware that the following coverage may contain language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's always the possibility of spoilers for any and all series being covered in this event, so be wary if series you haven't finished are being discussed. And before we begin, please remember, do not ever name your daughters after skating techniques. You're only making it difficult for yourself. They'll stay up late to watch sporting events, they'll steal your video account, and upload some schmuck's fan cover of Victor's performance for the whole world to see. Seriously, give them real names, like... I don't know, Caitlyn, or Michiko, or Wildstyle, I don't know, anything but Axel, Lutz, and Loop, okay? Seriously, people, do not do this to your children. It looked like our hosts are ready to begin. Please enjoy the following coverage. Can you hear my heartbeat, tired of feeling... Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Dub Talk. The show where a group of friends get together and uh, are born to make history. We were. Born I have no to other way to open history. this than what. I have no other long. way to open this than welcome to Gay Apocalypse 2016. <laughs> First, there was gay free running. Then there was more gay volleyball. Then there was heterosexual butt wrestling. Then there was gay rugby butts. Yes. But now it's time for the once every four year grandeur that is a Saya Yamamoto anime. All hail Sayo Yamamoto. The goddess she returns. She may not have saved us totally from her national nightmare, but at least she's easing the burden by putting it on ice. Oh. So tonight, if you haven't guessed by all of the fanfare and the hype, we're talking about Yuri on Ice, basically anime's hype incarnate of the fall season, and a lot of people, Yay! myself included, uh, their anime of the year without it completing. Um, the story of Yuri on Ice follows Yuri, uh, a figure, a Japanese figure skater named Yuri Kotsky, following his crushing def- defeat at the final of the Grand Prix competition. Following more failures into his life, Yuri has developed mixed feelings about ice skating and goes back home. However, when he goes back to visit his hometown, he recreates he perfectly mimics the advanced skating routine performed by his idol, famous Russian figure skater, Viktor Nikorov. Secretly, uh, Yuri's best friend learns that kids suck ass, and they posted his internet vid- his. I can't speak English because basically watch the fucking anime. Let me tell you, Megan. Let me tell you how this show goes. You see, what happens is the internet decided to capture Yuri's performance on the ice, and the entire world saw it. It went, uh, how do you Americans say, it went viral. And Victor himself, who is coming up near the end of his career, even though he's only in his mid-twenties, this is weird, he decides... Because that figure skating Quarter life It crisis. is a very cutthroat. It's a cutthroat mm-hmm. business. And so, instead of deciding to continue skating himself, he decides, I must train this Japanese little boy and seduce him into becoming the greatest skater on the planet. And that is where we get our show. 
which has absolutely no homosexual overtones whatsoever. Wait nope, a minute, wait a, a minute. Not a single one, straight as fuck. Wait Just a minute. bros being bros. Wait a minute, Megan, you mean this isn't the show where we make out on top of a popsicle? <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, we're not making out in a pile of popsicles. Sorry, your your ass isn't going to get to see Gigi and Megan make out or me and Steph make out or the three of us make out. Aww. In fact, you're more likely to see two girls make out watching a Kyoto Annie show. <laughs> hey, Samuphonium was totally heterosexual. There wasn't any Yuri baiting in that whatsoever. And there was no Yuri baiting in K-On! And like I said, if you want to watch two chicks almost make out, Go watch a Kyo Any show. If you want to watch two dudes almost make out, go watch a show of my wit studios. <laughs> well, this or is made by this show's made Kyo by Kyo Annie. <laughs> Yay! They were about yeah, Kyo Annie. Oh that <laughs> Kyo <laughs> Annie, we like to bait the gays. They, they got a free card in that category. Oh, oh god. And uh, roots over under fire crotch tonight. Huh? Over or under setting the bar of stupidity and lewdness at fire crotch. Oh boy. Anyway, time to get on to this dog and pony show. Um, obviously we're gonna be here to talk about our feelings on the dub, the first five episodes. Wait, wait, who are we? I forgot my yeah, name who already. Are you? Oh shit, I forgot who the fuck we are. Who are you people? Why are you talking to me through a magical box? Introductions all in your brain. Order. We are just a figment of your imagination. Yeah, no, it's the figment of my imagination that makes me want to kill We're talking to you in your mind, 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 Yes, I am, I am the portion of Megan's brain known as Noah Clue, the one who catalogs all of her cartoon, animation, whatever, history, and is the one who gives her bad puns that makes her want to smack herself after she makes them. I thought that was me. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Who no. are you, other Who are you? I'm Roots of Justice, keeper of keys and master of logistics for the Dub Talk podcast. Apparently, this oh. guy runs all the logistics in my head. Thank you for being the chart master. And who's the third voice? The third voice is the one who talks about boys a lot and thinks everything is trash. And that's Gigi, so you better watch out. Aw, uh, shit. <laughs> I just now, as Gigi said that, my only reaction is the picture of the girl from Clannad going, aw, shit. Ugh, <laughs> let's not talk about Clannad, I'll be in I a bad mood all fucking night. Okay, avoiding that train, uh... Don't worry, the salt train will be coming rider? later. Calm down, we did that last episode. It's still episode. coming. <laughs> coming. Round the mountain, Chico. Yeah. Anyway, predictions for director or script writer. Ah, uh, yeah. Someone had to direct and write the English dub for this phenomenal piece of work. Who could it be? Um, I had a prediction for both the director and the script writer. How many did you guys have? I had, I had four different directors. Girl. Ah, I cannot. I, I had one. I had two directors. Because I had already looked at the cast list for Orange and... Keijo, which were two other Funimation dubs that we covered in Dub Talk, which hopefully those episodes will be up by now. I, I knew uh, two of the people who were already involved and were probably too busy to do Yuri on Ice. So the people who I thought would probably handle the most hyped up, most popular, most fan-adored show would be the people who everyone puts in every cast prediction ever. And that, of course, being Mike McFarland and Felicia Angel. 
Fuck you. I had Mike, I had Mike McFarlane too. Everyone. Wow. Three Am I the voice four. of dissent here? I also My had the exact wording about Mc, Mike McFarlane was Mike McFarlane because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> I had Jerry Jewel it, it too if be it wrong. makes you feel any better. Oh, I basically, did you have? I, I basically had Bevins like all the way down. He he would direct and write. Well, oh, no, God. no. I I had Jared Hedges as the writer. Like, what are things has he directed that would be up the Yuri? You need to go in Hotchin. Well, there's. Oh, I forgot yeah, about there's that. There's that. There's uh, Ping Pong the animation. Um, Gangsta. Yep. Usually the other things, with, the things with ethnic ties. Chris Bevins is kind of the go-to guy for that, which is why I also had Chris Bevins. Oh, all right. I also had Aaron Dismuke because at, the, at I did this before all the other predictions came out, and because Aaron had did such a good job on Cheer Boys Yay. with keeping the down-to-earth aspect of it <laughs> there, I thought he could do it, and I threw Cliff Chape in a bone so that he could direct a good fucking show besides Jonah. Of the <laughs> I basically oh, had my castles down the moment... Um, the moment the Funimation Crunchyroll deal was announced, I started up a cast list for Yuri on Ice. Like, not even not even the announcement that Funimation's dubbing Yuri on Ice. The actual announcement for the deal that made it oh happen. Oh my god. Jesus H. Christ. Yeah, I just like to say, this entire Funimation, Funny Roll, Crunchy cast partnership has so far been working out very well. I have no complaints about it. All right, so um, I guess that's everything, right, guys? I'm done. Now, one of us had to have been right, right, Megan? Yeah, uh, right. no, we're one? all fucking wrong. Oh, fuck. What? Aww. So, got my hopes up. out of them. the blue... You took my sunny day and made it cloudy. Would you let me do my damn job? <laughs> Probably not. Damn white men stealing all the bitches' jobs. Gah. Speaking of white men, who is directing this Sunny show, Megan? Straight. Why? Why? Survamp <laughs> shit Sunny, show all uh, over again. The writer, which we totally, by the way, glossed over. Who had writer predictions before we go on? Um, I did. Uh, Jared Hedges. And then Noah? And, uh, Felicia Angel. Okay. Uh, we're also both wrong on that. So the director is going to be Sunny Straight. And our writer is going to be Bolly, uh, Bonnie Clinkenbeard. To go over Sunny Street as a director, Sunny Street has basically directed anything Lupin the Third that comes into Funimation's fucking door. Um, except including. For the, ex okay, no, he did not do that. That is what I, I did not know. Ironically, he did not for that. the woman named Fujiko Mine. Fujiko Mine. The, <laughs> the other Sayo Yamamoto show. One of the. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up who the dub director is. I swear to fucking god, if it's Bevins, I'm gonna lose my shit. It's Sabbath. Maria the Virgin Witch, Nicaragua School Suite. He was he assistant ADR directed a couple of the episodes of Oron. He was the director of Prison School, Rage of Bahamut, uh, Sir Vamp, and of course, obviously Yuri on Ice. Uh, Bonnie Clinkenbeard basically is uh, the other person who writes fucking everything besides. Besides John Bergmeier, she has written for things like Black Butler. She wrote for Birdie the Might, a couple episodes of Birdie the Mighty Decode. She wrote for Erica Erica Seven AO. Um, 
She wrote for the heroic legend of Arslan. The woman she wrote for Lupin the Third, one we called Fujiko Mine. Noragami and Noragami are Goto. How do we feel about the directing and writing of this series? Um, I got. I will say this. Sonny Strait is on some fucking drugs or some shit because he does some crazy ass stuff and it works. Yep, this is probably one of the most solid of this season's simuldubs. I'm gonna make a dissent, so if anybody else wants to say something nice, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'll give him It's a cheesy, cheesy show that they had to work with here because figure skating if you've never actually watched professional figure skating, it is it's ballet mixed with Olympic level control of the whole body there. So it lends itself to very theatrical people who decide to get involved with it. So it would make sense that they would give the cheesy dub to the cheesiest person in At Funimation's entire At least with ballet, repertoire. I don't have to drink out the NBC commentators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I... I I, I, li I like what they did. I, I like that they're playing loose and free with the uh, the dialogue. It's not emo serious, uh, except for the parts where it does get would, more serious. In which I kind of want Gigi cases... to do some dissenting first, because I know Roots and I have some stuff about the script. Ah, okay. Well, just for directing-wise, I have no qualms. Gigi, what do you dissent oh, So many things. Um, well, I've seen it, you know, in Japanese and in English. And for... An anime where Twitter goes nuts every time, like, Victor touches Yuri, um, I have to tell you, it's much sexier in the Japanese than it is in the English. And, like, the Eros and all the romance, it doesn't really come across in the English dub as much as it... The, you're saying the Eros don't... The arrows. The arrows. The arrows. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, so what you're trying yes. to say is... The Eros isn't strong enough to make you pregnant? No, no. I mean, maybe like a mistake, <laughs> like I'd have to take a test, and then it would be like, oh, no, never mind, sorry. Um, but also, um, pardon the pun, I believe the English dub plays it way more straight than the Japanese does. Just saying, I don't feel as passionate about the characters in English as I do when I watch the Japanese. It's like watching two totally different shows. I will say episode seven will probably be, be the ultimate litmus. Test, yeah. Because episode seven, without spoiling, is the fucking gay episode. Um, I know. Gayer than them playing around in a hot spring, like, making the other people walk. I just... <laughs> uh... Well, here's, here's a... No. Here's the question, though. It's okay. I agree. It is sexier in the Japanese. The question is though, who is who has a sexy voice in English acting Ian that Sinclair. you know of? Like off the top of your head, when you think sexy, you think okay, you think Ian Sinclair. Now, what pitch is his voice? Like, is it low it's or low, is it high? He's very alpha. Correct. Now, in the Japanese, all those sexy characters who are singing, most of them have a pitch that's at least in the tenor range. It's above baseline. So the the person who plays English Yuri is definitely not as sexy as whoever plays the Japanese Yuri. Just say. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to and that. To that point, we'll get though, to that when we get to this that. This is my descent to that: is how much is it because of the language barrier? Because Japanese, we're also reading it through the context of subtitles, so we have to also take what they're saying 
at the level of the person translating it and what we feel is sexy in that language. It's like, I, I kind of want to equate it to like how certain people find certain accents sexier because it's not what we hear every day. But then that has to do associate. with the writing though. It's all the writing and the directing. Like there was, I know there was a line when Ooh. Victor was like touching Yuri's face in the hot spring. And the line in the subtitles was like much different than it was spoken in English. And I was like, ooh, that's way better in the Japanese. So that's when I started comparing the two. But at the same time, a lot of people have been saying that the subs for this show are making things more divisive than what they actually are. Which is, I think, the thing that Roots and I were going to touch on. Because I know Roots... From what you've been telling me on Twitter, you are much more a fan of how the English version is translating certain lines in the Japanese, correct? Correct. Because, and that's why I said through the eyes of the person subtitle. I mean, I don't want to say that someone on Tumblr is an end-all compared to a professional writer. However, if there's such a divisive split between the subs and the dub version, which both have probably very competent very um, well-seasoned people translating them. I, again, I think the fan theories out there, there are a lot of people who are wishing that the subs would take a little bit more of the wordplay to not twist it to be so hinty. To which, if you prefer to watch it in the Japanese version, that's completely fine. I like both versions. This is a really rare show where I can watch it in both languages and be entertained. And I think I do like the writing and direction on the show in English. Do I think some of the voices are a little more sexier in the Japanese? Yes, but that's a weird thing of Seiyu bias, especially towards Victor Seiyu and Pitchett Seiyu. Um, but I don't want to talk over and be an asshole, so roots go. <laughs> huh? The thing about the, the oh, writing. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, um... In a couple of the earlier episodes, a certain word, and I can't remember what it is in Japanese. Um, I think they use it, they say girlfriend in the subs to it. Right. Um, the subtitles end up saying girlfriend in the context of Yuri. Uh, blah, 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 sorry. Um, in the context of Victor talking to Yuri. You know, asking, do you have a girlfriend? Which is fine. But the dub um, ends up using a different coin of phrase. Instead asking, do you have a lover? Which, <clears throat> considering the context of the show, makes a little more sense. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you could, that's again, one of the reasons that this is probably my anime of the year that we could go into, but this is not a review of the show, it's a review of the writing and the dub. So, three out of four of us like it, one person does not, I would say, correct? Yeah, and also for a Sunny Straight dub, it could be way campier, just saying. Yeah, okay, surprisingly, you know this is... <laughs> I really? will see that point. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, he's done serious dubs before, I mean, he did direct Maria the Virgin Witch. I didn't see and... that show believe this <clears throat> i'm i'm kind of glad he didn't go the the campy route because the point of the show 
my, maybe minus the homosexual overtones, is a competition show about someone, stri everyone striving to be their best. That is something that you have to be very serious about. If you have cheesy dialogue all about, um, like, I want to be the number one, and you've got, like, Gurren Lagann-style dialogue, it's not going to fit the very serious competitive nature of these characters. So I'm glad that, he's, that he and Bonnie stuck with a more competitive-based uh, interpretation instead of campy. But at least 75% of the characters are campy. So I'm I'm going to save my judgment on that until after a couple more episodes when most of the camp comes in. But just for the main ones, especially the Victor, camp is coming next I think it could Victor could have been more campy, but that we'll get to Victor. I'm done. I'm off the soapbox. The king of camp. The king of camp is next. And you know, it'll oh. probably be tweaked a bit for the DVD release. Yeah, because, I mean, Sunny Straight Dubs have been tweaked for for DVD release. So moving on to two characters you're not really going to give a fuck about. Because <laughs> it's, a, it's a big list. It's, an, it's a cross-globe, big-ass cast. I feel like as of episode five. after that we got so serious, and I feel like a dick. You know who else needs a dick? Gigi. Yuri. <laughs> Ah, yes, I see the slut from Orange is okay. back. Ah, oh, yes. Speaking of being a dick, what do you say we talk about, uh, maybe in the cast members who we don't care about, that being Moroka the announcer and characters? Honda. I had no predictions for these two. Pass. I didn't, I also didn't have predictions. Uh, I threw in Mike McFarland as uh, Maroka. I didn't have one for the other. So, um, you're wrong, Roots. <laughs> nice I am. It's fine. I've learned to deal with it. I've embraced it. You were molded by the wrong. At least the, the other three of us didn't take a guess, so we didn't technically get it That's wrong. That's me and my Victor prediction. I'm not wrong, so therefore I'm right. So, Moroka <laughs> is played by Sonny Strait, the director, and Honda is played by Cliff Chapin. Uh, Sonny Strait to go over his roles as an actor. He is obviously very well known as Corlin from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom. He is... I have to go down to Lupin or I'm gonna... Uh, obviously Lupin the Third from the Funimation Lupin the Thirds. We're back that? I just learned Cliff Chapin's full name. Clifford? <laughs> no, not the... <laughs> Clifford Samuel Chapin the Fourth. Ooh, pretentious. Oh, I love that anime. <laughs> Mother of Christ, there's three other Cliff Chapins. We must kill them to create... <laughs> oh, God, no. One of his parents is dead. I'm going to feel like an asshole for that. We'll edit Chris, that part out Cliff of this. Cliff Chapin, when not directing shitty anime like Divine Gate, <laughs> is characters like Sugino from Assassination Classroom, Kido from Barakamon, Connie Springer from Attack on Titan, Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Uh, I have nothing to say other than they're here to announce shit. Pass. Yep. They do a good job as sports announcers. It's very low-key, very not very standout voices, just telling the audience that be us what we're looking at. Um, what also, would Brian Boitano I've gotta, do? I've got to say it. I've uh, got to say it. They do uh, ten times better than uh, any of the NBC announcers ever. <laughs> well, that's a given. That's not really a hard. That's not a hard bar to cross. 
Yes. Like, I now want Sunny and Cliff yep, to you know live, what? live stream the opening ceremonies of the Winter Games as Moroka and Honda. You know what? NBC, just outsource your announcing to Funimation. Just, just, just do it. Just do it. And now all, except for... Except for now, they all have to pick a different character from a different anime and keep at it for three hours. Andre, oh my god! At the stream for Andre, at the, Bakugo. At the, I was, I was really how the gymnasts in the very tight spandex outfits. These ones here are underage because China doesn't give a crap about underage laws. And you look at that triple flip on the bar. <laughs> you sound Vegeta. like that green muppet who wears the lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bottom line, NBC, I know you have full rights to the Olympics. Put that shit online, don't do a time delay, put it up where everyone can see that stuff, and you won't have the worst ratings of any Olympics possible. Be cool, be cool. Alright. So, um, anyway, so because next, knowing, uh, let, let's say we jump let me from do NBC my in America. Job. I will let you do your goddamn job, but only that one. The other god-not jobs will be taken away. All right, let me do my hosting job, Noah, seriously. Next up is going to be Lilia, Yakov, and Mila, who are respectively uh, Yurio's or Russian Yuri's uh, former Prima Ballerina, now instructor, his angry Russian coach, and guy who thinks Victor's being an idiot, and she who can bench trex Yurio like rock. She's strong like ox. Strong like ox and used to fuck hockey player. Whoa. She did. She broke up with a hockey player. It's like a thing in the episode. And so any predictions you have for them? I had one for Lilia, which I got wrong. I got one for um, Mila, who I got wrong. And I don't remember if I had one for Yakov. How about whoever plays Boris and Natasha in Rocky and Bullwinkle? <laughs> June Foray, really? Boots and Squirrel. I don't know. I passed. <laughs> Yuri and Yorio. No, that's interesting because Ju Ju for all you people who don't know, June Foray has been voice acting since the Golden Age. And she's still voice acting in her late 90s. Wow. Bitch got game. I didn't yeah, even she think is a, she was still around. No, she is a badass. And, I mean, yeah, I, I thought with everyone dying in 2016 that she would also go. And, you know, still it's a couple of weeks left. But I think she's going to outlive eternity. And she'll still be the voice of, of uh, Rocky and Who's Natasha. And, um, uh, more, uh, what's her name? The 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 DuckTales witch. Uh, what, what's her name? It's like. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to say Morgan Lespell, but I think I'm mixing up Arthurian Knights with a different name. I don't name, remember. But, hey, you know who yeah, I'm talking yeah, yeah. about. She's Grammy Gummy from the Gummy Bears. There <gasps> yeah, you go. There we go. <laughs> I know American voice actors, too. Woo. Anyways. Nerd. So, was it... Megan, was it June Foray? No. Did oh. anybody else have predictions? Uh, yeah. Yakov, I think I got right. Um... Leave this one if I ended up getting it right because I, I didn't look it up. Um, Lilia was Stephanie Young. Wrong. Okay, good, good, good. And um, Mila, I know I got wrong. It was it's uh, Tatiana Belaz. Belaz. Um, 
No, it wasn't the actual figure skater. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, um, she was the Russian language coach that Christopher Bevins used for, um, Last Exile Fan the Silver Wing, and then Mike McFarland used her for Empire of Corpses. Oh, I think that's who uh, teaches everybody. Right, actually. right, right. I believe she's actually helping out with this. Because she also voiced Viola in Fam Silverwing. Uh, no, I no, it is not her. Yeah, that's a good that's a good guess though. Uh, no, uh, Gigi, any predictions? No, pass. Great. Okay, so my prediction for Lilia was Monica Rial, and my prediction for Mila was probably gonna be Jade Saxton, which I am wrong. So. Lilia is played by Caitlin Glass. Uh, oh, okay. Yakov, so that's who that was. Yes, that was Caitlin Glass. Yakov, who is the coach, is played by Damian Mills. That's crazy. Okay, then I did not get it right. And Mila is played by Monica Rial. Never would have guessed it. Mm-mm. Yep. She's using her Russian, Russian big girl, big girl voice. voice. Girl voice. So Caitlin Glass, that... to go over it, uh, when she's not being absolute Love Live trash and playing Maki from Love Live, she is characters like Miria Havernet from Bakano, Petra Rall from Attack on Titan, uh, Hiromi Shiota from Assassination Classroom. One of my favorite personal, personal favorite characters of hers. Uh, Otohime and Okami-san and her seven companions. She is Mitsuko in Yurikuma Arashi, my other favorite Caitlyn role, because angry fucking lesbian. Damien Mills is, um, I can't say that. She, he is Z Shaun Chen in Cheerboys, Shinata in Holy Night. Uh, can't say that one. And he, can't say that one, and, uh, he's bi in Show by Rock. Um, Monica Rial... I don't. I shouldn't even have to fucking do this, really. <laughs> well, we should. We need to make two lists for Monica. Essentially, we need to make her like high pitched uh, animal side pitch. character uh, voices. Kind of a and, okay. Classroom, you know what? Shawnee and Bacano. Um, Cordelia and Diabolic uh, Lovers. That's all that matters. Cordelia and Diabolic Lovers, because we couldn't let that one go. She is Kyoko in Black Cat. Maverin in Black Butler. She is Michiko in Michiko and Hachin. Another. Saya Yamamoto show. Have she you watched anime? It. Yes. Monica Rial, is she in it? Yes. Um, how do we feel about... Was it licensed Lisa? by Funimation or Sentai? Yes. yes. Then Monica yes. was probably in it somewhere. Right. So... Yeah, even even if it wasn't, she's probably snuck her way into all of the Viz, Bandai, Bangzoom, Aniplex dubs somewhere. I wouldn't put it past her at this point. Monica Rial is everywhere. Oh, oh. she was also in a Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode. Wait, What? Oh yeah, she um she played a Dora the Explorer spoof. Good Jesus Christ! Who ended up getting shake killed, I believe. What? Yeah, like it was pretty gruesome. Okay then. Like it was panty and stocking stuff. And obviously she's stocking and panty and stocking. Almost oh, looked yeah, that one slipped by. Thank okay. you. Oh, uh, so how do we feel about Yaka? <laughs> Yakov Smirnoff here. <laughs> That's Dude, how does that voice come out of that little blonde boy? I don't understand. I know, right? 
Like, talk about fucking voice acting black magic. Can you please tell me how you do that? Thanks. He sounds like he would punch me out at a bar. And he's like this cute little blonde boy. I don't understand. It's really funny. So, like, he's... Seriously, Yakov, that is not the voice I would expect coming out of that human being. Oh my god. You win. And it's really clap, clap, good, clap. too, which is worse. It's just awesome. I know. 10 out of 10 would Yakov again. Would you yak him off? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Don't you boo me. I'm the if only I one who wants a 10,000 year dungeon myself. <laughs> Okay, this bring <clears throat> this brings up an interesting problem that some people have had with the dub. Some a lot of times, if there's characters in an anime from different countries, they don't always give them accents. They just kind of treat them as a foreigner, or and they give them a regular accent. Except for in this show where they went full but fucking ham. In this show, because it's so cross the planet, they decided to give a lot of the international characters. Different accents. So the question is, they do they give the Europeans accents? Yeah, nobody else because does. they did not give the other Asians accents, and we'll get to that. That's that's a good point. So do we like the Russian accents in this, or I would we have preferred it to played straight? Glass. No, I approve. As a guy who probably barely has a kindergartner's recognition of Russian, it passes. Yeah, a lot of it people is. have it's... given this show shit about making them sound funny. Guys, this isn't Italia. <laughs> oh, funny. You should mention that, but we'll, we'll get, get to, to why that that's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guys, this is not Russian metal pipe of pain. Russian. I'm going to jump out of plane. That that snow is soft. I know everything about oh, snow. God. It will be fine. <laughs> this isn't like the Moscow Fuck song my life. Russian. So basically, it's a little cheesy, but it is, their acting is serious, especially these three characters when they have to be. So if if the accents bug you, that's too bad. More comedic because she's a little shitlord, like 18 year old. Yeah, I had no idea that was Monica, though. Zero, zero clue. But that's her her character. Funny thing was, um,. When I, I was about to watch that episode, uh, Sunny had actually posted that Caitlyn, uh, Caitlyn, somebody else who we were going to get to, and uh, Monica were joining the cast. So I actually thought um, Monica was going to be Lydia, and Caitlyn was actually going, as well as Jude Saxon, were going to be Mila. So when Mila opened her mouth, and I could tell it was Monica, not because... I've, not because I was like, oh, it's just Monica Real. She was doing a fantastic job, by the way. But because I've known her voice so much and I had just seen her about a week, like a, literally a day before, I could pick it up. But Caitlin and Damien, no idea. They do right. a 10 out of 10 went Russian again. <laughs> it sounds like Russian, doesn't really sound like it slips into Greek, like a lot of cartoons I tend to find do. So it, it does the job of making all of the characters sound like they came from different parts of the world. And that was the primary objective. I would objective. also say this, especially for Damien Mills. He does a really good job of getting Yakov's comedic moments down. Because Yakov has a, a couple of really funny moments with uh, Yurio going to Japan and yelling at him. And 
uh, the stuff about uh, Lydia being his ex-wife. Um, yeah, that was really that funny. That stuff is, I think, very funny. And he also does capture a lot of the stuff towards Victor and Victor leaving to become Yuri's coach and how he thinks that Victor's being very stupid and very um, immature and just playing a game. Which is not an unfair assessment because Victor is not the most serious person Victor's on the Victor's kind ice. of a moron. Um, I'll say it. Victor's an But he's a lovable. Moron. Victor's an idiot, but he's a lovable idiot with, I think, some other things going on. But that's another story for another day. Um, other thoughts on Mila, Lilia, or Yakov Smirnoff? Give Damon Mills They're more good. work. Give him a paycheck. I'm done. Make that boy work for his money. You better treat him uh, right. Roots, any other thoughts? Not really. Alright, so moving on from there, we have Pitchett. Um, Pitchett, Minami, and Celestino. Uh, Celestino is Yuri's old coach and currently Pitchett's coach. Uh, Pitchett is Yuri's old rinkmate from Detroit and one of his competitors. And Minami is a young upcoming skater in Japan who has a bit of an idol worship for Yori. Um, I had no predictions for Celestino. I did, however, have a couple for Pitchett. One of them being uh, Justin Briner as a very bad joke, if you know his sayu. Um, I, also, I also would have... Put maybe Austin Tindall in there because of other of course other bad we would not judge and we would not judge you for that I just like Thailand Pardo in there and then for um, Minami I had Ryan Reynolds not that Ryan Reynolds. not that Ryan Reynolds the other Ryan Reynolds <laughs> we have to every every time we have to Ryan Reynolds that. and basically everybody else who plays a Shoda and Token Rock Guanabaru's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Everyone else who plays a Shoda. Because there is a ton of little show, little boys in Token Rambu Hanamaru. Bless. A lot of little boys. Uh, anybody else? I'm not going to make a now comment. Now that I've embarrassed myself? I... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pass. <laughs> for Minami, I had Bryce Pappenbrook. Uh, for Fitchit, I had Todd Habercorn. Uh, Noah? I actually didn't have any predictions for these ones, because most of my predictions, I, I made my list up at, sorry, I have my son in the background who wants to see something, but I had no predictions for any characters who didn't show up, uh, from episodes three onwards. So my whole predictions were just the characters who premiered in episodes one and two, except for, uh, Yuri's old coach. I didn't even take a guess at that one. Even though technically Pitch is an episode one. Um, fun fact, he actually is an episode one. There's a one second clip where you're, he talks. No, you're right, you're right, but I still didn't take yeah, a guess Yeah, I at couldn't that. tell who it was, actually. Celestino is played by Ian Sinclair. Woo! Um, I'm back. <laughs> coming back. Uh, Pitchett is played by Joel McDonald. And... I can't believe I'm about to utter this line. Minami. Well, Minami. Kenjiro Minami. 
is played by Trina Nishimura. I can see it. Which we just found out about ten minutes ago. About ten minutes before this recording. Thank you, Sunny. Um, I guess you're. I'm gonna let her do your man. Oh yay! Oh oh oh. Not actually, but to read his credits. Yeah, not that that way. William Sinclair, other than starring in my dreams every night and being my husbando. Um, has also been Dandy in Space Dandy. He is in Brothers Conflict like everybody else. He is my main man Lawless in Servamp. He is a bunch of other people. And basically he's mine. So all you bitches back off. Okay then. Now that we've had that moment. Uh, Joe McDonald. <laughs> yeah, you can you can have him. Thank you. So Joe again. McDonald, not, when, uh, not directing things is uh, Motoharu Kaido, an aesthetic of a road hero, Jacuzzi Splot, Mbakado, Koki Mimura, an assassination classroom, Meow in Space Dandy. That is amazing. I fucking hate you, Sunny Street. I hate you so much right now. Why would you possibly hate him? Because he put no, good no, no, actors no, 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 in the no. show? No, Celestino, his coach, is Ian Sinclair. Oh. Dandy, Meow. Oh, that's clever! <laughs> uh, Damn you, you clever little bastard! I'm sure they've been in. Al- I'm sure they've been in other shows. Ian and Jolden shows, And then Trina Nishimura, um, she is known as playing Akko, and you never thought there was a girl online, aka a show in a role deserved that got much better than it actually deserved. Mikasa in Attack. Oh, is that ever true? Mikasa in Attack on Titan. Aiko Kudo in Baka and Test. Oh yeah, she's Mito in Surf at the end because I always have to bring that up. Um, how do we feel about these characters? Um, what the fuck, Trina? Yeah, I was about to say, every one of those roles you just list, almost all of them are a somber, serious, lower-pitched characters, which is the exact opposite of Kenjiro. Okay, I can, okay, Kenjiro, for those who haven't seen the show yet, Kendra is male. Is what I like to refer so to as having... sunshine on ice. He is though, because he is fanboy, happy, crazy, very good at what he does, and he's a fantastic skater that gets the whole crowd riled up. So of course you needed someone with a peppy, upbeat, energetic voice to do it, who none of us thought was going to be Trina. But you know, after watching the Monster Hunter stories dub with her as um, as a cat. I'm not really all that surprised. I mean, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's really it's probably my favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say my favorite performance in the entire show so far. It was definitely a pleasant surprise. I hope we see more of Kenjiro later on oh, in the fuck. show. Yeah, because you you kind of yeah, looks cause... like he got eliminated. I hope he didn't because I actually really liked. Oh, he character. yeah. Yeah, he didn't get to go as far because um, I don't think it was as technical, but he because he didn't do enough. Um, I think he didn't do enough flips to uh, get moved on. But when you saw the episode roots, you thought that it was someone else besides Trina, right? Yeah, it, it almost sounded like Terry Doty. Yeah, so like we said, I I love it when voice actors or actresses pull out something we're not used to from them and pull it off well. So <laughs> Trina for new favorite voice actress the from the show. Gigi? I know, right? Oh. I didn't hear it. All I heard was the coach. 
I didn't get that far. But let me tell you, I didn't think what's-his-fuck was Ian Sinclair. I'm sorry, boo. <laughs> I honestly, I could tell it was kind of Ian because Ian's one of those guys who I can actually kind of point out. Um, in terms of pitch it, the hell, Joel? I did not think that was Joel McDonald. I mean, I figured it was going to be somebody who, you know, did the younger characters. I would have thought it would have been that. Rico because Rico's pretty good at playing, um playing younger guy characters but this is only because i thought i didn't know how far they had seen in the japanese because i do know sunny and jo uh sunny and somebody else on the show watches ahead in the japanese um i thought it was gonna be rico because if you if you've watched in the sub this is why pitchett's one of my favorite characters is he's a little tr instagram troll Oh yeah, he's the he's a little gremlin. He's the little gremlin, yes. Oh, he's a little right. Instagram gremlin. Um, and I have said this for a while now. Somebody let Rico Fajardo have fun in a dub because Rico is always <laughs> good luck token with that. Rambu. I have token Rambu. Um, Rico always plays such serious I mean, characters. Garo and Grimgar. Garo, Grimgar, assass Itona in Assassination Classroom. Um, he's always a down-to-earth mopey he's character. He's the Emo Kid, despite... If you've ever actually watched a commentary, which if you own Garo the Animation, please watch the Black Knight fight episode commentary where it's Anastasia Munoz, the guy who's the Black Knight in Garo, and Rico doing a commentary where Rico goes absolutely apeshit for 20 minutes. I'm going to steal his PS4. Oh man, I'm gonna steal your PS4. Oh man, all you have is a GameCube. Uh, but anyway, back to Joel and Ian. I think they do really great jobs in this. Agreed. Yeah, no complaints at all. Ten out of ten would skater again. Skater, is there anything? <laughs> God no, no, make it stop. And now you have that sucking so your head. Worse. You could. Forever, I'm gonna wear my tie tomorrow, my skinny tie and my fucking <laughs> belt with the spikes I mean, it on could it. Be worse. You could look at this photograph hey, hey, every time I do. It makes me laugh. That's an intense. Oh, oh wait, they're both Canadian. Oh, okay, actually, never mind. That does fit. to each other at one point. Next up, we have um, <laughs> Yuri's family, the Kotsky family, Toshia, Hiroko, and Mari. Um, they are Yuri's. Supportive, but not really knowing what the fuck is going on family. Um, who has to have three small children explain how professional ice skating works. It's a generational gap thing. Oh wait, no it's not because ice skating's been around for a while. The tweet I had ever found, which was when they had brought up where all the cities were. All of the cities were relatively large things, cities like Shanghai, China, Moscow. And then when they get to North America, it's Mississauga. And, yeah. And one of my friends goes, "Congrats, Mississauga. This is the only time you will ever be relevant." Exactly. <laughs> like you couldn't have picked Chicago no, or New York or. For, for those nope. of you who don't know what Mississauga is, it is the city right next door to Toronto, um, where. Technically, you fly into when you fly to Toronto is you don't actually fly into the city proper. 
you fly outside of it to Mississauga, then you go to Toronto? I should know, because I've been. Um, but I actually had predictions. 10 out of 10, 10 would 10 Canada, Canada again. again. Um, I actually had predictions for um, all of these. Um, I had predictions I? for each of them. Pass. All right. How about, did you have uh, predictions too, Roots? Uh, yeah, I had them, but I only just put them down on paper. Perfect. All right, then. Did you Let's know get or, it go. Gigi and Noah so, did not, correct? No, I did. All right, uh, Noah, you first. All right. So um, let's go ahead and start with um, Yuri's uh, mom and dad, who are, uh, like you said, they're kind of clueless characters. So th these were probably the last ones I got filled in, and... I didn't have her on the cast list anywhere else, so I thought, well, she's already our mother, so uh, let's put Felicia Angel as Yuri's mom. <laughs> it would have fit after the whole in more ways than one. I'm not, I'm not even going to question shit anymore. I know, right? And speaking of not questioning, they, well, actually, and for uh, Yuri's dad, I uh, again, I didn't have anyone special in mind, so I thought more of like a low-key person, at least in my register, so I... It's like, um, Chris George. Chris George is a person. Chris George is a guy with a voice. I think Chris George will play the dad. I guess I'll go next. My predictions for Hiroko, I had Monica Rial because she can do the old lady mom voice. For Mari, who is Yuri's older, Yuri's uh, sister, I had uh, Don Bennett or Jeannie Tarado. And for the dad, I couldn't remember his name. Toshio. No, I couldn't remember the actor's name. Oh. So all I put was Crazy Grandpa McShiny who says fuck the police in Dimension W. <laughs> to which it's Jeremy Schwartz. Ah, oh, that would have been cool. I literally couldn't remember his name, so I just wrote in all caps, cra I didn't even spell crazy right. I put Crazy Grandpa McShiny who says fuck <laughs> to the police. Fuck to police in Dimension W. And I didn't even spell dimension right. I spelled it D-I-M-E-O-N-S-O-N. <laughs> now, now, what is Dimension W? I've never dimension heard of this w show before. Dimension W is a show Funimation doesn't want you to remember exists. Oh, I'll have to look it up sometime. Wait, I can't remember it exactly. anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I, I should probably throw... Gay skating. I, I also had a prediction for... Gay the prophet of the night. Okay. I had a prediction oh. also for Mari as well. Oh. Um, uh, I'm in the wrong podcast. No, no, you're no. There is no such thing as a wrong podcast. There's only, There's only wrong predictions. <sighs> okay, like I said, I had. A, you guys are gonna make me cut out a lot of this. Yeah, Hurry up. Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <clears throat> I also had a prediction for Mari because she's. Uh, we only see her smoking like all of the time. I thought of uh, the. Funimation's most infamous character who voices someone who smokes, and that was Yono from uh, Hollick, who is voiced by everyone's favorite low-voiced seductress, Colleen Clinkenbeard. Mm. And when we get to who it actually was, I'm gonna be... I, I was actually really surprised, but we'll get to that later. Roots, who did you predict? Okay, let us see here. Um, Daddy Kotsky, I had Kent Williams. Uh... Mamakotsky, I got right. Oh, nice. And Siskotsky, I had Terry Doty. 
Awesome. So you were you were you were closer with Terry Doty than I was with Colleen, so I'll applaud you on that one. All right. So, Gigi, your predictions? Yeah. Right, so, okay. Ass. So. Okay. No, she Ass. passes. So, uh, Roots. Um, I'll let you say Mama Kotsky when we get to her. So, Daddy Kotsky Toshia is voiced by Charles Campbell. Uh, Mari Kotsky, who is the older sister, my my bad, she is older than Yuri, is Leah Clark, and who voices Mama Kotsky Hiroko? That's uh, Rachel Robinson. Yes, it, it is Rachel Robinson. Correct. So first up, we'll do Daddy Kotsky, and that is Charles Campbell, when not directing or ADR, uh, ADRing a lot of things, including Noah, Nadia of the Blue Water. Mm-hmm. He is... Long yep. time he ago. He is Lance in Appleseed 13. The Corgi in One Piece. He is Alexander in Eureka 7 AO. Suichiro Kato in Guilty Crown. Old Man Owl in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Rachel Robinson, a.k.a. Mama Hiroko. Um, she is uh, Lydvia in A Certain Magical Index. Sakura Ogami in Danganronpa the Animation. She is Joel Ravio in Gangsta. Godak in Snow White with the Red Hair, who I got wrong. She is another character in Token Rambu. Um, and she is Quinn Iriai in Wizard Barrister. Um, Leah Clark is in a lot of things. She is Alice in Black Blood Brothers. She is Shisen in Defrag. Uh, Mayu in Death Parade. She's the crazy idol chick in Death Parade that makes me giggle. <laughs> How do we feel about the family? I think that Mama and Daddy are perfect. They're not really essential to the plot yeah. uh, past episode one, but they do their job well. Agreed. I, I love Rachel Robinson 10 as a 10 out of 10 would family again. Is anyone not going to get a 10 out of 10? Like, someone has to get 11 out of 10, right? Yes. I love uh, the mom is one of my favorite voices in the show. Really? Tell us more. I I just really, really, really like Minika's, uh, Hiroko's voice. Um, it just sounds like mom to me. Like, it just sounds like a mom. It's a mom voice, and I love the mom. I love the voice of mom-chans. It's, it's like that. <laughs> Where's I your mom, Megan? Why hasn't she you... made an appearance in this podcast Hold yet? Hold on Mom, they want you to make an appearance in the podcast! <laughs> I think we have enough bloop I think we have enough Come blooper here. footage of Megan's mom that we could just splice this in and post. <laughs> She's begrudgingly getting up. Wait wait till we get to the <laughs> orange episode. You guys are gonna have a treat. Like Like she she does that I don't get what you do, but I support you anyway. I, I kind of wanna see the next episode kind after of. what happened. They want you to say hi. They love you, by the way. Hi, who is that? Podcast people. Hi, podcast people. Come Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi. Hello, Megan's Megan mom. Senior. Thank you for letting us borrow your daughter and for giving us many things to joke about. Hello, everyone. Hi, Mom. Do you like it? What's your favorite anime? Um, what's the one that you like? What do you call Armin from Attack on Titan? I don't know. No, come back. What do you call him? Let the woman be. She she has to go manage the hot springs, Megan. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that has been cross-generational promotion by Megan's mother. My mom is like a mystery guest. Thanks, Megan's mom. With mom again. (laughs) 10 out of 10 with mom again. Why do you guys are all so fascinated with my mother? (laughs) Speaking of mother. They're good moms, It was very nice to have a real mom in the group. That's what Steph's for. Instead of Steph. Oh. It's a, well, I'm, I mean, biological, but that, that's not I'm the point. I'm adopted! Point... Shh! You'll ruin the illusion. The point is, is that when it comes to casting the Yuri on Ice parents, they are good rural people because Yuri's home is, like, a not heavily populated area. They run the last hot springs because all the rest of them had shut down in that town. So they're nice, humble country folks without giving them, they're like, heavy Kansai accents. I was afraid they were going to give them, like, yeah, really heavy southern accents, like a lot of Kansai characters I are, but they really didn't. I also really like the dad, too. One of my favorite little moments is when they um, they try to put on the, the soccer game in the first episode, and he pops out of the windows with, like, all the little soccer gear on. Like, I just want more of Yuri's dad doing that type of shit. The sister, eh, she's there. Yeah, she has, like, maybe four lines in the whole show so she's far. She's there. But hey, Leah Clark's never turned in a bad performance, and you people in the comment section do not feel free to tell me if she has done a bad part. I want to keep my illusion. No, I just want so, to hear her yell that she's going to jerk off into a bottle of formaldehyde and call it her firstborn. You know, I need to buy that show. I hope Right Up puts it up for sale soon. We but anyway, need to move so, on. on yeah, that we need to move the hell on. Uh, so now we are talking about the other kind of family, the Nishigori family, which are... Um, a family made up of Yuri's childhood friends and rink mates at the Ice Castle Kosetsu, correct? Oh, Hotsetsu. My bad, I can't pronounce things. They're made up of Yuko, Takashi, and their three horribly named children, Axel, <laughs> Lutz, and Loop. No one, no, people name their dogs that. No one names their children after skating terms. Mother of God, they want like full Hollywood celebrity bad with kids names. Like who the fuck names a kid Apple? Right? It, imagine naming your kid hashtag. Someone's going to do that this year. You know it, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you think Apple's bad. Just wait till you meet Mr. and Mrs. Hashtag. Anyway. Um, I, I have, um, and the I girl and right. her husband. I do have predictions for all of them, too. Although, I have to ask, because the tw- the trio, the triplets, uh, did you guys make individual predictions for all three of them? No, or did you I think put the them same as a group. Was- I put them as a group. Okay, so did I, because in the Japanese, the triplets, Axel, Lutz, and Loop, do have individual, three individual seiyus. I thought they were just going to get the same voice actress to voice them all. Actually, no, they do not have three individual seiyus. I thought this, I thought. No, nope, it's all one did. person. I I take my comment back. Also, and the, um, I would like to I would like to say this though that they apparently have an Instagram account called oh, uh, Suketa Three Sisters. Skata Three Sisters. Anyway, prediction time. Who did you have, Megan? I want you to go first I'll this go time. I'll go first. For the triplets, I had a mixture of Bryn Apparel, Dawn Bennett, Maxie Whitehead, or a various gaggle of Chuck Huber's fucking children. <laughs> <laughs> because as if you do not know, Chuck Huber has a ton of kids. Um, 
My predictions for Yuko, I had Don Bennett, Michelle Rojas, Skylar McIntosh, or Jade Saxton. And who I got wrong for Takashi were Marcus Stemmick and Eric Vale. Oh, I knew you were going to... I also did Marcus Stemmick for Takashi as well. So this is the season of Stemmick. Well, specifically, like, why did you pick Marcus for Takashi? Like, did you have one because particular Marcus role? Because Marcus plays dad voice very well. I was thinking more of his uh, Rayoma voice in Assassination Classroom. Oh, his uh, Tar yeah, his Tarask voice. Yeah, that would have uh, it would have fit. And on top of that, I I put for a cutesy voice Yuko. I put Bryn April because in quotation marks here, cute in everything. Aww. And then. Well, isn't that it true? is always true, and if I can finish this off here, I like I said, one voice actress I thought would be Alex Lutz and Loop. So tell me, people, from a dub that came out this year, who who was the cutest kid character from a dub that came out this year, or from a show that came out on DVD uh, this year? Oh, okay. Don't say who it is because you're technically right. No, I'm not. Is it? Is it? Is it? Um. What's her nuts from Barakamon? Yes, it is. You got this right. No, nope. oh, according to according to ANN, I did not. You got one of them right. You just did not put. You said you put one actress for all the kids. Who yeah. did you pick? I put Allison Vic Victorin. Oh no, you were actually wrong. My bad. Yeah, thank you. I I will be oh, wrong, and I will be proud I got of it. Confused with somebody else. Never mind. That, that's okay. So, like I said, I, I picked uh, Allison, who is Naru and Barakamon, and is the best kid, or uh, little girl actress in all of Funimation. Uh, Gigi, you said pass, you said? No, I had, um, I didn't do the babies, but I, for the girlfriend, I did uh, Lucy Christian, because I'm still hoping that she'll do another fucking Funimation dub besides goddamn My Hero Academia. And, yeah, I, uh, I do too. Lucy is too else, good for this Monica world. Real. And then for the the husband, I did um, the blonde dude from Survamp. And then I did Chris Sabat. <laughs> Chris Raker and Chris Sabat. Hey, it could happen. It could have. It's a sunny straight dub. Weird shit has. For, for Takashi, I had Tyson Reinhardt. Because he, lo he looks like a Tyson Reinhardt like character. Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, for Yoko, I had Colin Clinkenbeard. And I did not do predictions for the kids. I'm now realizing this. It would have been really funny if Sunny Straight would have played Takashi because in the Japanese, it's June Fukuyama who plays Goro-sensei. But anyway, back on to the thing. I actually got Takashi right. Um, because Takashi is played by Chris George. Yuko is played by Alexis Tipton. And then... Uh, the triplets, Axel is Laura Woodhall. Uh, Lutz is Christy Rothrock. And Loop is Kristen McGuire. Uh, to go over them in the order I said, um, Chris George, uh, when he's not directing um, Snow White with the red hair and giving um, Neto J a better dub than it ever fucking deserved. Um... <laughs> He did Neto J, right, guys? Oh. Yes. Is this yeah, the guy who Neto played J Romeo? No, that's Chris Burnett. God damn it. Um, giving... That was my first dub talk episode, so I should know. Well, first hosting yeah. gig, I Giving Neto J a dub, it better, it just better than it fucking ever deserved. He is also Baxter in Appleseed 13. 
He is Sonagai in the Attack on Titan live action movie. He is Koji Tono from Cheer Boys. He is Joseph from Dime a Dollar, Prince vs. Penguin Empire. Alexis Tipton is characters like Haruka Nanase from, not that Haruka Nanase, <laughs> from Aesthetica Road Hero. <laughs> uh, she is Yamato's, Yamato's Eros deity from Bigata H. Kai. She's Mizuki Ooh. Himeji from Baka and Test. She's the pink haired girl from Noragami. Uh, she is Kofuku in Noragami. She's Ami in Kami-sama Kiss. She is Kazane in Keijo because this episode's coming out after Keijo. And she's Kureha in Yurikoma Arashi. Um, and then I guess to go over Laura Woodhall, who is the first of the triplets, Axel. Uh, Laura Woodhall has been characters such as Mulan from Cat Planet Cuties, Otaha from Absolute Duo, Micah from A Certain Magical Index, Echo from Dragonair Academy. Kristen Rockroth has literally one other role. And that's Mari and Servamp. Kristen McGuire has played characters like Hinano from Assassination Classroom, Karen from Castletown Dandelion, Hanabi from Keijo, Yoriko from Mikaraga School Suite, Chio from Pr Prison School, uh, Beach from Sky Wizards, and that's about it. Um, how do we feel about the family of the family? Well, I think we can all agree that Yuko and Takashi are all well and good, but the ones who take the cake are Alex Lutz and Loop. Yeah! The other Instagram the, gremlins. The internet gremlins. The actual like, Instagram Like, just to describe to people who may have not seen the episode yet or uh, forgotten, the way they introduce them is, you see, Yuri is skating on the ice that's owned by Yuko, and they're kind of, like, reminiscing about their past, and you kind of think, oh, maybe, a, like, a relationship will start up from this. And all of a sudden, three daughters pop up, and... and we in the audience like smash oh, that yeah. dream to pieces. That was such a cock block. Oh, yeah, it was so fucking pissed. This ship will not set sail at all. They're the icebergs that tuck down the uh, Yuko Yuri ship. You sank the battleship. <laughs> but yes, they lovely sadistic characters who get need way more screen time because they only have like maybe one they, scene every episode. They are probably one of the funniest parts about this show. And one of my other favorite moments they have is um. Towards the end of episode four is when um, they're about to reel the they're reveal uh, who where everyone's going for the Grand Prix, and it's like two in the morning and you just hear Yuko go, "What are you three doing up?" And they're like, "Mom, it's the skating things." Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh crap! <laughs> yeah, these girls are like what, like five or they're six like, or something like they're that. They're five. They're six. Yeah, but they're like they're consistently. Six and they can use YouTube. They can use YouTube. They can Instagram. use their mom's phone, their computers. They're like. Like little millennials, they're they're also responsible. Yeah, right. Putting Yuri's little ass out there. <laughs> yes, they are. So thank you for that. Uh, there's another also. There's also another hilarious little moment they get. I think in episode two, um, where they they kind of with Victor's help, um, propose the battle, the skate off at episode three, and there's just this hilarious scene of them in like with cigars in their mouth, like Citizen Kane attire, with cigars in their mouth and like fedoras. Um, but I think Alexis and Chris George, Chris George is really good at dad voice. Yeah, it's- Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. Cause wasn't he, uh, wasn't he Dirk Lightning No, he's Micro not Academia? Dirk Lightning. Um, that was, um, 
That's Kyle oh, Phillips. Oh, that was yeah. Kyle Phillips. Okay. Kyle Phillips is dear lightning and uh no, Chris George is strong arms and um he's like big buff. That's right. Chris George is like big buff people. Um and Ton. And Ton from Cheer Boys, who is a sweet meatloaf too good for this earth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tom I love Alexis Tipton. In, no, he's not. But I love Alexis Tipton in this. Like, I I love her. And I especially love her when she has the crush on Yurio. That's not really a crush. He thinks it is. But I, I love that. That's, like, so cute. I ship she's it. She's so good at making... She's so good at putting Yugo over the top. Like... Because Yuko yes. has these these hysterical moments where she's like crying over everything. Uh, so which I, I, love I believe her. I believe Yurio says, "What's that weird liquid coming from your face?" When she gets a nosebleed. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's so good though. I love her. She's so she's not the voice I would have pegged for it, but um, I think Alexis. I was really. That's, again, the weird thing about Sunny Straight Dub is uh, you get these people who you don't think are going to work in this character, but they end up working out way better than you ever thought they would. Which is um, good, which, good, because if you get too used to hearing those these archetypes and like the same people cast for the same kind of roles over and over again, then your, vo your ears are going to grow stale for it. So, yes, thank you, Sunny, for putting some bizarre casting choices that just happened to work out. Oh, I should have mentioned this because it was another Sunny Straight series, but um, she was also Maria in Maria the Virgin Witch, which was one of my favorite performances of last year. As in, she was born to fucking play that character. Thoughts all around, all good on the family who owns the ice skating rink. Yes, they are funny as shit, and I yep. hope we see more of them. I kind of wish they would bring them to the World Cup events, because I would love to see the little <laughs> gremlin children hanging out with Pitches. Ten out of ten with oh, you, Gremlin again. Oh, you just know that they're going to they're going to Instagram the shit out of that guy. One of my favorite things is if you've seen episode seven and you've seen episode six, uh, there's this hilarious Instagram picture where Pitch is like off on the side laughing, and like Yuri's Victor's like stripping and like trying to tackle Yuri. Somebody photoshopped oh, yeah, that onto yeah. a moment of episode We're... seven, and it was great. Anyway, uh, now we're going to move into individual characters, and it's because we felt these four characters were um, kind of the ones that needed to go on their own, um, because they do have such a, a big um, influence on the um, on the cast. And the first one up is Minako, who is um, a ballet instructor, instructor as well, and she's a very good friend of Yuri, Yuri... Uh, Yuri uh, P. No, K. Yuri K. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, the Kats Japanese Yuri. Um, and Minako also is probably one of my favorite characters in the show, and she is every one of us during NBC's Olympic coverage of ice skating because she is getting absolutely hammered and wanting to fuck half of them. <laughs> uh, one of my official, uh, favorite official lines being, stop asking me to hook you up with other skaters. Um... Predictions for Minako. I had one, two, three, four. I had one. Yeah, this was where I put Monica. Dang it, Roots. That's where Roots had Monica. Um, Gigi, I know you got I, this yeah. right. 
What? Sorry, I was literally figure skating across my bedroom. Uh, you had Minako right, correct? Yes, I did. So we're not going to say who it is. You're not going to say your prediction. What you I have colors. a wrong. I have a wrong one. Um, I also guessed Whitney Rogers. All right, uh, Noah. I can't say it because Roots stole it already. Oh, you also had Monica. I, al- wet, I also wet, had wet, Monica wet, 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 wet. for over and in quotation marks here over energetic fangirl, especially because. Not long before the show started airing, I had gotten a copy of Angelic Lair, which is an ADV show from back in 2003, I think. Oh, and she's in Go that Go show, Misaki Chi. She is Go Go Misaki Chi in that show, um, which is a pretty similar to how we see her in this show. My predictions are a little bit out there. My predictions were Elizabeth Maxwell, Rachel okay. Robinson. This one has Jamie one. Markey. The okay, last one, one makes sense. you might know why I picked her. My last one was Morgan Garrett. <laughs> and if you've watched Love Life Sunshine, you will understand why. Because of Daya being one half snobby little bitch and other half adorable dork fangirl. I was wrong on everything. So were the boys. Uh, Gigi, who was it? And because you got this right, I did. Yay! Hold on, let me move my computer because it was all over the fucking place. Um, so this one was the uh, the lovely and talented my favorite drunk award goes to Colleen Clinkenbeard. Woo! Yay! Colleen Clinkenbeard, when not directing a fuck ton of things or playing Monkey D. Luffy, is characters like Nice and Bacano. She is Mimiko and Blood, uh, Black Blood, Blood, Blah, 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 and Eureka in Yurikuma Arashi. Um, how do we feel about Colleen as Mimiko? I don't believe it. What? That's what I, I literally did, did thought not this believe. was the best performance in the show. I love her because I picked her and I was like, yay! So she's obviously the best. The best drunk BFF ever. Let's hang out and do shots. She is Funimation's best uh, drunken OL. She's definitely got the drunk part. The thing is that in the original Japanese, Minako, uh, Minako is a, l- a little more on the high pitch side because you know she's a prima ballerina. So when they cast Colleen there, I thought, eh, maybe a little too low for her. But then I remembered who she played in Pandora and the Crimson Shell, which is uh, also drunk, crazy scientist lady. So it, I was a little more relieved that she pulled that voice into this one as well. And I liked it very much. Which I actually find very, very funny because uh, her Seiyuu counterpart can also do that range with Colleen has where Colleen can go very, very much high-pitched when she wants to, and go very, very low, uh, because in the Japanese, her seiyuu is uh, Yuka Komatsu, who has done characters like Minako, and she has done, but she's also done characters like Scanty in Panty and Stocking, and uh, Tanaka Seiko in uh, Haikyuu Season 2, in which Tanaka Seiko has a raspy-ass voice, like Colleen um, would be for that character. I fucking love Minako. Um, I thought she was fantastic. I think she captures 
her concern for Yuri's future and his knowing him. But at the same time, she also has these hysterical moments like when she whips out the banner at the train station. Yeah. <laughs> and she also covers drunk. Super good. 10 out of 10 would drink again. Yes. No kidding. Rum chata for you, Colleen Clinkenbeard. Rum chata for this bitch. <laughs> God's will mild. Get her that. Get that bitch some rum chata. Choo choo. Oh, oh, the Yomacon stories. We gotta take you. Roots, next time we go to a con, we gotta take you with us. Aren't you going to AB with us? Uh, I'm going to try uh, to go to AB. Um, but other um, than that, do we have anything else for um, Minako? It's hard to criticize because there, she doesn't have a, a lot of... Okay, because she doesn't travel to all of the competitions no, she around the, the world. No, she's the one who does. Oh, oh, that's right. She was the one. Who, I, I take it back. Because remember, there. she but wants she, to sleep without the skaters. But she doesn't get to <laughs> say too much in animal. that. Minako, there's a small part of us that Minako lives in. Minako lives in a small part of all of us. <laughs> that that is true. She she is the the good fangirl that it lives in all of our hearts, including me and Roots. We yes, we have a fangirl inside all of us. That Everybody's wrong. got a food, a little fugoshi inside. <laughs> As I have him written down, Meme Lord, Shitstorm, <laughs> Yuri, Yuri Plasetsky, or Yurio. Uh, Yurio is the angry, an angry little Russian shitlord who thinks he's better than everybody and is slowly kind of getting dragged down back to Earth. Um, he also is Comrade Get Out of the Pooper. Um, <laughs> or as I say, Comrade, get out of the pooper! Stop being a little bitch, I need to shit! Um, he also kind of helps spiral Yuri, Yuri K into, um, kind of this depressive, depressive spiral, but gets knocked down a couple pegs. Um, I get knocked predictions. Down. I had three and I guess I'll go first. My, no, I had four. <laughs> uh, my predictions were Aaron Dismuke. Yay. Dallas Reed. Oh, whoops. Wrong prediction list. Never Let's mind. That. <laughs> that was my other Yuri list. Never mind. Uh, Meme Lord Yuri, Justin Brenner, Kyle Phillips, Justin Pate, or Cliff Chapin. Oh my god, that is so funny because I did both Justin Brenner and Cliff Chapin. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Brenner is the best whiner ever. Why do you think his last name is Brenner? Because it Justin rhymes. Brenner does a really good job of playing whiny little white boys. Yeah, uh, I love and him. I love it. Those and by mine. whiny little white boys, I mean whiny little Japanese kids. Those are mine, but on like the same token, I feel so stupid that I got this one wrong because I totally yeah, could have gotten it right like if I just would have thought a little bit. Wrong. Yeah, I actually ended up getting this one right. Oh, what? I wish I could. I wish I could yeah. say the same, but I couldn't because I had the wrong character. Fuck you, Roots. <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I got who belongs to the sassy lost child Yuri right. Uh, can I? S Roots is like the Rain Man of the podcast here. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely got Yuri right. Uh-huh. Russian Yuri definitely, definitely got him right. I'm just... <laughs> oh, my God. I... All right, Noah. Who'd you get wrong? I got... Uh, I was in the mindset of, uh, who does this character remind me of? And for some reason, it reminded me... If you say the words Greg Ayers, I'm going to punch you in your testicles. Um, okay. Um, well, Greg Ayers is not in Fruits Basket, so uh, you can't do that. Because I was thinking that Yuri reminded me a whole lot of um, a bit of a, a 
catty little character from Fruits Basket, that being Kyo, who was voiced by oh who was voiced by Jerry Jewel. And once we get in the next prediction, oh. you'll find out why that's very the very funny. Well then. So, are you fucking kidding me right now? Uh, if no, if not. I'm lying, I'm dying. So root. I have to go. Roots, before before Gigi can quit, tell us who actually landed the role of angry white Russian boy himself. Alright, playing the role of sassy lost child Yuri Plasitsky is Micah Solsad. How we all got this wrong, I don't know. Oh, I just should have thought about it more. I figured because he was in orange, he wouldn't do another about. whiny little bitch. But no, he did another whiny little bitch. Bitch. Um, Micah Solisad, uh, if you don't know, besides being one of my personal favorite voice actors, plays characters like uh, Gakusho Asano or Asano Jr. in Assassination Classroom, uh, Somu Senkawa in Birdie the Mighty Decode. He is black in The King of Despair in Blood Blockade Battlefront, Subaki, a.k.a. Gigi's best boy in Brothers Conflict. Yay. Toma in a certain magical index. How do we feel? We gotta talk about the big, uh, big controversy of this one. Because Micah Solisad, whether you like him or not, was given a very interesting assignment for this, uh, voicing this character. And that... This is his second Russian accent that he's done. He had to give a, he had to give a Russian accent for this character. Has to give a Russian accent throughout all of the lines. Even though I don't think Micah is from Russia. No, he's Hawaiian. Also, he's Yukine and Noragami, and Noragami are Goto, and I missed that. Um, but I think this is a big improvement over his first Russian accent that I heard him in this year. That being, I believe, am I the only person who has seen Empire of Corpses? Yeah, I I keep Probably. seeing the movie and, like, a Best Buy for sale and don't have the desire to actually buy it. Um, it's one of those movies I would suggest you rent before buying because if you do not like it, you will feel as if you wasted a lot of your, uh, wasted about 20 bucks. It is a very strange little movie. Yep. Impeccably animated. Very weird. Speaking um, of being very weird, Yuri. Yuri Pazitsky. <laughs> um, I love Yuri Yurios. Yurios. Um, personally, Yuri Pazitsky is one of my favorite characters in the show too as if my Twitter icon of him pouting isn't uh, apparent. I I think that Micah does a really good job. However, I can see where a lot of people have gripes. What did I think? What did I think? I said he's a great whiny brat. He has a good Russian accent. I can't fault him too much for basically you do you Micah with a Russian accent so keeping in mind plus I love Yurio I'd eat that shit for breakfast Yurios <laughs> keeping in mind this character is 15 years old I believe don't talk to me I believe so but, no um the point is is that all of us were terrible human beings when we were 15 years old can we all just acknowledge that I was pretty good, oh. actually. Okay, except for Gigi, Yo, all of us were. Thanks, Cat. Aside from Gigi, all of us were terrible people at fifteen. So it makes sense yeah. that that <laughs> you're, you got better. Roots got better, but in this case, it makes sense that Micah would give such a whiny, kind of angry performance to it. It's hard to do that without making the character kind of likable, but because Yuri's so adorable, I think that it works out okay. Yeah. 
I love Yurio. Like, out of the Yuris, he is by far my favorite Yuri. All two of so, them. So, especially that one part when they were, like, in the waterfall, and I was like, oh, there's Micah. Mm. I was like, there it is. So, I, I love, I love, I love it. And I really, I, I really do enjoy the performance. Um, though I know a lot of people particularly don't because they do not like the accents or they think the accents are funny. Um, but I'm happy this is a show that he's going to get to play a lot of range in this character. Though granted, we, we've started to see it in episode three with how he, um, his thing being that when they have to do the skate off, you would have assumed that he was going to do Eros and Yuri was going, other Yuri was going to do Agape. Right. But they switch it up because Victor's a little troll. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there's this sense to Yurio that Mike is going to get to play down the line in that Yurio, I don't think, believes that he deserves un- um, love for the sake of someone loving him um, if he doesn't win. Which is why he storms off before the end of episode three. Um... I also like another little thing about his character, which is if you actually watch the show, um, has anybody else noticed that his hair has been getting longer each episode? Yes, he's yeah. such a pretty girl. I love it. Also, be I also uh, because if you because Victor's hair was very long when he was that age. Um, I liked one of my favorite moments also of Yorio's uh, Mike's performance as Yorio is in episode four, and it's combined with him and who plays Yuri K. And um, one of the parts of that is when Lilia comes, Caitlin comes, and says, to get better, you're going to have to sell your soul for this. And he kind of has this moment where he's like, fuck it, I'll do it anyway. And he's like, I'll sell my soul for anything for this. And then you get this sense later in the episode when he's skating and um, he goes, I don't have much time. My body is changing. And I thought Micah nailed that part of the I'm, character. I'm so glad you brought that up because that, that particular yeah. line struck me, especially if – has anyone here seen the, the recent Ghibli movie, The Wind Rises? No, no. I haven't. Oh. I still need um, to get around Okay, I won't that. spoil the movie for you, but essentially the main character in it has a vision uh, from someone – I won't explain who – who says that all creative people have about 10 years of peak – productivity and that you need to kind of squeeze as much productivity as you can out of those creative years before you stop being so creative anymore. That reminded me a lot of what Yuri's going through because he realizes figure skating is something that you can only do when you're young, like really young and have the physical potty for. So I'm really glad they acknowledge and that. I think well, and the other thing is, okay. is that he's going through puberty. That's why, because she wants to turn him into a ballerina so next year, he's going to be taller, he's going to be ganglier, he's not going to know what to do with himself. But now that he's a little short 15-year-old who hasn't hit it yet, like, that's why. He's at that moment where he needs to capture it. He's at that Brady Bunch moment. Yeah, and the next character we're going to talk about, we also get to go into that with them. And after we kind of talk about the characters, we get to our overall thoughts of the show. If you haven't read my Twitter, if you thought I got passionate about My Hero Academia, prepare your asses. Oh, oh, sorry, we got all night. We're good. Oh, um, my God. I really have to go. Gigi doesn't. So Gigi is clear to cut out after we talk about the last character um, if she needs to. 
Um, so are we all good with Yurio? Or mm-hmm. Roots? Do you have anything? Um, mine will come with another character. Is it the one we're talking about next? Yes, I believe it would be. You want to um, hop on the salt train with me, sweetie? <laughs> um, it's a little. Choo-choo. She's going to be, like, holding on the, to the caboose. Just a little <laughs> shake of salt. <sighs> All right, let's I hit guess this. it's time for the reckoning. Victor <gasps> Nikita. Oh, my God. He's so sexy. To which I say one thing. I got this right by a technicality. Of Fuck you. I got this right by a technicality. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rain Man. Okay, Rain Man, calm down. <laughs> I got this wrong, but I had a really, really great Is prediction. Is this what happens when Maine legalizes weed roots? <laughs> <laughs> Not legal till January. Damn it. As far as the government knows. I can only knows. imagine that your prediction powers are going to get stronger with weed. Oh my god. We shall oh see. Oh my god. Okay, well let me let me do mine first. I'm going and last because I, th- I threw the kitchen sink. Okay, I have to go like right before Megan, so you guys go. Because <laughs> it's funnier that way. Well, Roots can't go, so okay. go okay. So Okay, so you know how I said that uh, I, I chose uh, Yurio... Based on the fact that I thought he was like Keo from Fruits Basket. Well, let's counteract that and say that I thought that Victor was going remind me a lot of Yuki from Fruits Basket, which I also had which Eric was Bale. Eric Vale. Oh my god! Which would have been fit. To, Eric Vale skates, skates around children. It's also because for some reason he keeps playing in the shows I've seen. He plays gray-haired characters. Like he plays Yuki. Uh, he plays Yuki in Fruits Basket. He plays what's his name from First Love Monster. And so. Like, oh God! No! No! Don't bring that up. <laughs> Anything but that. Wiener! 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 And you were better for. Bless your heart, Roots. Run while you can. So yeah, I, I picked. I picked Eric Vale. Oh God! So besides Eric Vale, the rest of the kitchen sink that I threw at. Um, wait, 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 wait! I'm about to throw the kitchen sink. GG. Oh, wait, wait, before you do the kitchen sink, l- let me tell you who the best prediction clearly was. Well, first of all, I had three horrible ones, which I just threw out there for thinking, because I really, really thought that this would be right. But in case hell froze over, I had three more. Um, J. Michael Tatum, obviously, because hello. Ian Sinclair, if he were going to pull another lawless, because Sunny Straight, hello. Josh Greeley because of Princess Jellyfish, but the person we all know and still know should have played Victor is the only one who could, especially since they have the same name, Vic Mignogna. See, my prediction was anybody but fucking Vic Mignogna. I did not want that shit. I was like, hell no. I was like, fuck that noise. That was no. not happening in Megan's oh, land. Sex. Oh, Come it would have been um, so great. I mean, you talked oh, about it. Been so my so predictions, good. my predictions besides that, and I'm leaving one of them for last, for Rico Fajardo, Josh Greeley, Longshot Matt Mercer, Alex Organ, Eric Vale, and my last one was Ian Sinclair. Oh my Why God. Why do you ask? Why do you ask? 
Because you know how we have the English version of voice acting black magic, right, kids? I. You're Victor in the Japanese is some Japanese black magic. Who is it? If you can believe it, Japanese Victor is Junichi Suwabe. Uh, otherwise known as the Japanese versions of Dandy, <gasps> Jiha, Almine from Kuroko's Basketball, and Nick and Woolrick from Gangsta. My salt train just got even more steam <laughs> right now. Throwing coals into the fire. <laughs> um, but there's an actual running joke that even Joel McDonald picked up on. That anytime something in English, something in Japanese has Junichi Suwabe and Ian Sinclair in the same show, they tend to be casted as each other. The only two I am times so the show is, salty right now. The only two times I've ever seen this not happen were this show. And Yona, Yuri, right? Uh, Yona and Don and Carnival. Fucking because Carnival. Carnival, it's Brandon Potter. Carnival's a piece of shit. No, <sighs> it's not. Shut your whore mouth. I hate that show. <laughs> All right, Rain Man, tell us who it was. God. Okay. Playing uh, Victor Nikivarov. Jerry Jewel. I had the wrong Fruits Basket character. Fuck my fucking right. life. Why? Why is this anyway, a thing? Anyway, while Gigi cries in a corner. <laughs> oh, why? Jerry, Jerry fucking Jewel. I feel like Nancy Kerrigan right now. Why? Raindrops keep falling. At least nobody cut your ankles. <laughs> she got hit with a crowbar in the knee. Does nobody else remember that? Oh my god, I, I feel remember it. right now. Oh, sh holy shit! So she really did get the Russian pipe of pain. Little <laughs> pipe of pain, which means if we're talking about Jerry Jewel, besides playing Russia from his Italia and fuck. directing a lot of things, he is also characters like Claire Stanfield from. Bakano, Yuma, Yuma Isagai from Assassination Classroom, Lin Zhao Li from Black Cat, is Snow Lily from Survamp, Natsuno Yuki from Shiki, Ion, aka one of my favorite Jerry's from Show by Rock, um, as well as very many. He's also probably one of everybody's other favorite funny characters, the Happiness Bunny from Shin Chan, <laughs> and Priapus the Dickless Owl from Maria the Virgin Witch. I like it. How dare you? You're not allowed to like stuff. Fuck you, I do what I, I want. I hate my life. What? Alright, I think I might as well let Gigi get the uh, salt train out of the station before I go. Alright, well first of all, I will, I will, I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but I should have known because fucking Sunny Straight cast him as Lily in Servamp that he would have fucking pulled this because... Y'all know how I feel about that shit, too. Um, I think he can do the accent. I think it is campy enough like he was in Servamp, which is okay. But, A, I cannot take him seriously trying to be sexy. I can't. I just think it's a fucking joke. Jerry Jewel is like the king of deadpan. I can't take him as sexy Victor. And also, I don't think he's as funny as the Japanese. I just, I don't. I don't. You're, I don't. You're not wrong. I don't. I'm done. You're not wrong. You are not. You're right on all. You're all not of those wrong. Counts. I don't find. 
Russian Vic American Victor as sexy as Janine Suave, but that's another story. Well, that's um, a hard bar to cut, but like we kind of mentioned earlier, they have a different stereotype for what's considered sexy over in Japanese voice acting. In this, you know, in this fine country of ours over here, we don't really have an equivalent of that that we could put in the role of Victor. We, we had two options. We could either get someone who's like uh, a hamming it up kind of sexy seductor. It would seem almost like a farce of it. Or we could get more of the goofy kind of Victor instead. Which one did they decide to go with? Neither, because he's not campy enough. He's campy sort of, but like I think anybody else that I would have picked could have done it better, or Vic Mignogna could have come in and done a fucking Tamaki from Oran. <laughs> That's the last thing I wanted. I agree. I, I would not have wanted a Tamaki that in this. Yeah. No. That's what I saw. That's what I heard in my head was Tamaki. And I was like, okay, that that was it. That was Victor. And it's Jerry fucking Jewel, who is a great person, I'm sure. I just, you are the king of deadpan and Russian Victor is not deadpan. And Victor is my favorite character in this anime. If Victor weren't in this anime, I would not like this anime at all. Because episode one, I fucking hated it until the last two minutes. And I was like, oh, okay, this is how this is gonna go. So I'm just, <sighs> I'm done. I don't wanna talk anymore. We had different expectations for what it was gonna be like because my problem with the show is that it has a tendency to focus very heavily on the competitions and the training portions of it, and the middle portions to get to there are a little bit overlooked. So, I, I, I appreciate what Jerry's doing with his portrayal of Victor as someone who is stuck. He is stuck between having kind of hit his peak as a performer and trying to figure out how to age into being a mentor figure. And... Victor don't know how to fucking it's, it's hard to do. Oh yeah, they, a lot of the a lot of the content is him like going around and Instagramming himself or stretching naked in a hot tub and not knowing why people are freaked out by it. Victor not a fucking adult. Um <laughs> Victor not a fucking adult. And honestly, I I feel like I'm a dissenter because I really actually enjoy Jerry's take on the character. Um, I'm not expecting it to be Junichi Suwabe, who is more sexy for his voice than his looks, to be fair. <laughs> You've got a great um, face for radio. I've seen, I, I've seen, and I, and I do very much enjoy him as an actor. Um, he is probably, um, one of my favorite care, uh, favorite performances in a Japanese show of all time as Aomine from, uh, Kuroko's Basketball. He was another, he did another awesome performance in the, this year for another show um, and another character pairing joke, but I'm not saying which show it is on podcast because I do not want to ruin it for that episode. But I think that Jerry captures the side, the more comedic side, honestly, of Victor a little bit more. Um, I think that he, he captures a little bit of I don't the one thing I don't also think he captures is where if Micah nails it with Yorio getting older and realizing his body is going to change I don't know if Jerry's purposely not hitting it because of how Victor acts and that I think Victor is very much dodging 
the question and that Victor doesn't want to face that he's getting old, that he's almost 30 in a profession that is dominated by younger men. Um, I think that Victor is a more is an absolute moron at points. Um, and I, I do think that Jerry captures it. Do I think the performance could have been a little stronger? Yes, but that's because I think also, um, and Jerry admits he does it to himself too, is that everybody likes to cast Jerry as the nice guy. Um, <clears throat> well, I think Kiyosoma and Claire Stanfield I was gonna two of the big standouts I was going to say, that. yeah. But recently, if you look at his characters in Yona of the Dawn, Iksu is a very dumb and scattered brain but nice guy um Shinya in Seraph of the End which I think is a fantastic performance by him which he accidentally casted himself as thinking the character was going to disappear after an episode does a good job with that I think that there will be some tweaking on the home video but that's that so I'm done and it's a good point to make too I'll agree in that like I'm gonna be standing over here with Megan in that I don't think it's a bad performance. I also think that it's a different kind of performance than the Japanese. So you can pick and choose which one you think you, you want to go with. Do you want to go with sexy, sultry Victor? Or do you want to go with man-child, still learning to adult Derp. Victor? Derp yeah. Victor. So if you're okay with Derp Victor, watch the English. If you prefer, um, what, what's it called? Pin-up? Take if you now. want pin up, take me now, Victor. Watch the Japanese. There's your lit lit test. Do you have any salt left in that can? So are we good to Ruth, move on to the final Ruth, help one? Help me out. I'm no, let, yeah, let Ruth got some salt in that can. Okay. Um, truth be told, I'm a little annoyed that I got both Victor and Shitlord Yuri right. <laughs> Why? Because they're the only two voice actors in Funimation that I am aware of, and male voice actors, mind you, that have been trained in a Russian accent. Mike McFarlane. Okay, well, Mike McFarlane too, but... <clears throat> yeah, I feel like it... they were the only two that have really... What about uh, people who did Last... Uh, Exile Last Wing? Last Lad Fam? Mm -hmm. Um, the, the Russian-speaking country was, like, all women. Oh, yeah, because I was going to say, because, uh, Brina Palencia voices a Russian character in Dura-Ra-Ra as well. It just kind of annoys me that they didn't really train up any new people to do accents, because with co-productions on the rise, that's going to be kind of important. It doesn't detract from Jerry Jewell or Micah Solsod's performances any, however. That's I more do... of a direction choice. You feel like they could have picked right. somebody like a Justin or a Rico or a Dallas or a Justin Pate or any of the other fine Jared Green and Alejandro Saab. Um, a Russian right. Aaron Dismuke. Aaron? And I understand. <gasps> oh my god. Yes, Sorry, keep going. <laughs> and, you know, I understand it's the simuldub process probably that they had to get somebody who knew what to do as quickly as possible. You know, have somebody waiting in the wings for the next show. Well, they had show. the option also to not do accents on the show, so that that was their decision. Unless it was Right, but you know, it would have it would have taken a little bit of the 
illusion of authenticity. I agree. And yeah, there's yeah. always the possibility that it was actually mandated by the original Japanese staff and said, when when you do English, you must have the European accents. Very silly. But when you do Thailand character, you give no accent. We good, we good. Yeah, that's a thing that I, 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 didn't, bring, I didn't bring up with Pitchett. Um, is that Pitchett is from Thailand and he has no accent. Yeah, if you're from um, China or Thailand or Japan in the show. Well, no, we haven't heard anybody from China. I'm gonna bet you yet. money they don't have an accent. I'm gonna. Yeah. There is a yeah, Chinese character. Yeah, the Asians. Yeah, there is a Chinese accent. My question is, will the Canadian and the American have an accent? Oh. <laughs> and my hunch about my hunch about uh, Fitchit is they just didn't have a Thai language coach available at the time so my guess is that i think that they're going to um potentially keep i believe his name so, is Lujin? the american so when we get to the chinese character since um since christopher bevins actually had a chinese actor in ping pong the animation i get the feeling that we'll get a little bit of uh you know yeah i feel like um us uh, uh no he's not that's not the one I was thinking of. Um, there is a Chinese kid. Uh, Guang Hongji is his name. Um, there's another. There's a couple of other scared. And to go over the, the country that um, is a lot of... There are a lot of other countries. There's a character from Kazakhstan. There's characters from China, Switzerland, Canada, um, the U.S., Italy, Japan, um, Korea, the Czech Republic... United States, and even the character who's from the United States is Mexican. Yeah, I like that. I like that um, fact that they didn't give them like a, a stereotypically uh, Caucasian name. They gave they, they wanted someone who was from a different demographic entirely. Yeah, there's a lot of other um, awesome characters. Like there's going to be an Italian character um, who I don't believe we've actually heard them in the Japanese, nor have we heard the Czech kid, um, nor have we heard. Um, no, we have heard the Swiss guy because he is um, nut on ice. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> he's nuts. He's That's nut, the guy he's from nut Sweden. Guy. That's nut guy. <laughs> I love him. Whatever. He's, he's sex on ice. But uh, <laughs> speaking of sex and eros, um, are we good to move on to Yuri K? Yuri P. Yuri K. Well, to end it, um, I thought Jerry's performance was strong when he was Goofy Goober Victor, and. Not quite as strong when he had to be the serious coach, but still all right. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's passable. This isn't a terrible dub. I think it's gonna get better as you get to see more of serious. Because again, these are people doing it week to week, and sometimes they need to hear a certain phrase to click and be like, "Oh, okay, I need to do that way." Right. I get the feeling a lot of this is gonna be fixed later on. I will say the click thing because it actually refers to Micah Solsad. Is that um. When he was doing Yona of the Dawn, they had to actually start midway through the series. And right. go that. And for him, he didn't click into Soonwan's character until Cliff said, I believe Cliff was directing him that episode, where Cliff said cat and mouse, and that was what got Micah to turn on that character. So I don't know if they maybe haven't hit that point in Victor's character for him yet, but I'm pretty happy, and I'll see where it goes from there. Right. And now my piece is done. Gigi, any more salt to spew? No, the salt train can pull into the station now. Let's move on to Japanese Yuri, who I got right. I can't believe... 
she's not here, I can do it this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, good. So Japanese Yuri or Yuri K, the true protagonist, why the show is called Yuri on Ice. Um, I had, he is a shy, goes from, I'll bring her home by nine to your daughter calls me daddy too. Um, I had uh, four predictions, all of them wrong. They were Aaron Dismuke, Dallas Reed, Micah Solisod, or Justin Briner. I'm glad that I didn't have anyone on that list because that would have made me seem like a ripoff. But I, <laughs> I, I, I needed a nice voice character for this one, and maybe it was just because we had seen him recently at uh, Yomacon. But I wanted to slot Joel McDonald as uh, Yuri in this show, or if possible, and this this never would have happened because he doesn't work in Funimation. But if they had done it, if they had cast Yuri Lowenthal. That would have been the greatest casting choice of all time. <laughs> oh my god, tell Okay, the story. okay, so we're tell at Yomacon. Yomacon's a convention in Detroit that took place uh, the la the first weekend of November 2016. So Yuri on Ice had about three episodes, no, two episodes had been out by that point. One of the guests at the convention was Yuri Lowenthal, who is a LA or New York voice actor. He hasn't done anything for Funimation. But as he's walking out of his autograph room, because I didn't get to see him for the autographs, but he's walking out. I had to shout out to him. I loved you in the skating anime. And he stops. He turns to me and he says, oh, I wish. And then continues to walk out. And he confirmed yep. on Twitter. Yep. So, yes, apparently he would have actually have loved to have been Yuri in this show, even though that never was going to happen. I I wish I could have gone to Yomacon, but Animane was literally the next week, and I actually staffed that con, so... Gigi, uh, you said you got this right? I did get it right. Uh, Roots. Rain Man, did I you did get this right? I did not get this one right. Damn I it, Rain Man! Almost three for two for three ain't bad. Because, <laughs> here's the thing. When the show was first announced and everything, uh... The character designer was pretty much one of the first people to be announced. And it was the same guy who did Parasite the Maxim. So, I see that's a very going. different kind of show. You can actually see it, because Yuri is basically... Yuri uh, looks exactly... Well, now that I'm thinking it's about like Yuri, I, I haven't... I've stayed far away from Parasite. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, um... So, I went back to my original predictions for Parasite the Maxim. And in particular, Shinichi. Where in both my guesses for Funimation and for Sentai, it was the same person. Greg Ayers. Huh. Oh my god. You know, he... No offense, but I'm really glad that didn't happen. It, it would have fit. Then the salt train really would have been pulling out of the station. What you have against Grey Cares? And especially because I had Christopher Bevins Not as in this role. director. Because they frequently collaborate. Mm -hmm. Well, my my uh, my bad choice, the bad choice was because... The bad heads. Hello, first love monster. So the bad the bad touch was uh, Eric Vale, who I'm it. really glad I got wrong. But you can really all... <laughs> Just blame Lilac for me thinking this. Can I sing it? Because she is the reason why bam. I got this right. I'm bringing sexy Josh. Yeah. Eh. 
It's Josh Greeley! Yay! I know! By the way, I know. it's, it's, it's not this point that I can mention this. That song. Gigi, Lilac, and I all have matching Yuri on Ice charms from an awesome artist <laughs> named Ichi. In which Gigi has Victor because she loves him. Um, mm -hmm. I have Yurio because I love Micah. And Lilac has Yuri K because she loves Josh. When Josh isn't doing strip, uh, doing strips. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm imagining Josh really on a pole, like stripping, stripping on a pole, Magic Mike style. Magic Mike style. Oh my God! Yuri's Eros costume. <gasps> I love you, Mom. I love you, Lilac. Please don't kill me next time you see me. Stupid, sexy Flanders. Stupid sexy Yuri. <laughs> he is oh God. Tomohiko in another. He is Armin in Attack on Titan. He is Akihisa Yoshi in Baka and Tess. He is Femt in Blood Blockade Battlefront. He is Shun in Blood Sea The Last Dark. He is Azuda Asahina in Brothers Conflict. Bontaro in Prince of Stride. Um, I am better than any woman, Kuranosuke in Princess Jellyfish. By the way, that tweet is fucking gold. Um, there's a tweet, it's like, I am better than any woman, damn straight! And it's just a picture of, um, oh, Kuranosuke from Princess Jellyfish. Uh, he is Lilac's husbando, Zen Wisteria, in Snow White with the red hair. The original reason that sexy Josh ever happened. Oh my god, Josh Greeley this season. Voice yeah! Black magic. He is, if he, he may not have been the originator, but god damn is he the practitioner. <laughs> god, what <laughs> livestock did he sacrifice to be able to pull this off He did grow up on this. a ranch, apparently. Oh my god. Well, I thought he was really great, and like, the other reason I picked him is because he can also be very spazzy and he can be very serious at the same time. He is a great leading man. He does a phenomenal job, I feel, as Yuri. And Josh is bringing the sexy where Jerry fails. So maybe I'll have half. I'll have mm. half the sexy. I don't think sexy. I, I agree. Josh can pull off sexy. I also don't think this is really a sexy performance. It's it's more of a coming of age kind of role for someone who happens to. Okay, in one of his performances, he has to uh, act out a show where a guy is trying to seduce a woman. He decides instead of acting as the guy in the story, he's going to pretend to be the woman. He but did he make the, the right, right choice. choice, and thanks to the animation which is very beautiful, by the way. Like, I, I believe they're using rotoscoping to get these very nice, full-body figure skating animations. There's a lot of hip movement, arm swinging, like, a lot of seducing going on there. Like, at the very least, I think they got professional ice skaters in yeah. and they have, they recorded have a, it. They have a professional choreographer and former ice skaters. Yeah, and yeah. it's... I, I'm more impressed also by the fact that the they... Apparently, they animated the characters uh, with no background, and then to make it look like they are skating on an ice rink, they, like, move the cameras to, uh, like, match the background to the skating, so that there's sometimes where you could see it, like, goes 
out of frame almost. It doesn't quite match up, but for the most part, it's pretty spot on. I mean, and the great thing is, the great thing about the animation is, it's still incomplete. Like it is as good as it is right now, but it is still it's broadcast. Oh, no, the DVDs the, of the show are going to be through the Crunchyroll through the Crunchyroll streams versus what TV Asahi got. Like there are noticeable differences, and when the Blu-rays come out, right? It's it's, be it's very better. choppy right now, and that's not a bad thing. It's like in, in terms it, of Josh. Oh, that's right. We we're talking about voice acting. Yeah, we, we right. need to get back to... But you guys are talking about the skating, and I'm talking about the shipping, which really is half of what Yuri on Ice is all about, even though I will save my final thoughts for the shipping at the end. But, I mean, if this is a thing, Josh is doing it better than Jerry. Josh Just is, saying. Josh is a actor who I think... We joke that he's a magician, but damn straight, Skippy, he's fucking good at yeah, his job. Yeah, unlike Jerry. It's going to be interesting to see what episode seven oh, has And he yes. is very, him and, we know him and Jerry are very much on, not Gigi's side of the fence, but bit of the fan base's side of the fence. But Josh also, I think, is taking this as a passion project. Um, I think he identifies with Yuri a lot from what I'm gathering from his Twitter. I'm not putting words in his mouth. Um, and I feel that through his performance. I think he is getting a very rare chance as a, another performer playing another performer. Um, it's very rare that you get to play... That's what I think is kind of a good thing about figure skating, and I think this is probably interesting for both sides of the cast, both Japanese and English. Um... Figure skaters are essentially actors, too. They are dancers. They are they act through their body movements, and they don't get to vocalize that. Um, so you get these great scenes of characters like Yuri, like Minami, like Yurio, like Pitchett, like um, characters like Chris and um, the American Kid, where you get to hear their inner monologuing. And I think that... Josh does a really good job of capturing serious Yuri. Like when he's like, I am going to be the woman who seduces the man in town. As opposed to, and then you get comedic frantic Yuri like in the end of episode one. Where he's like, oh my dog died and now I'm back and I graduated college. And you have that little chibi inner Yuri. Um, I think Josh gets to capture a lot of that. And I think that you can tell that this may become one of his favorite roles in just the broadcast dub. And I really appreciate that as somebody who watched the show. And I think he does just as good of a job as his Japanese counterpart. Maybe better. I don't know where his performance is going to go. Um, and that's how I particularly feel about the character and um, Josh's performance there. And, you know, something I just thought of... Um... At the very least, um, Josh Greeley and Jerry Jewell appear to have a pretty cordial professional relationship as they were both co-directors of Seraph at the End. Yeah, and they've they've and, worked together with each other too. And drag and Dragonar Academy, and I'm sure there are countless, countless Funimation dubs where they were both cast as the male leads. 
So that... Or they wrote and directed under each other. I know Josh also helped write Seraph, too. Right. So I get the feeling this is... <clears throat> this is, this is not where anything new for them. Where their presumed bro-tier <laughs> status really comes into play. And it's good that they are not playing this off as a bro-tastic joke. Like, like we said it before, they could have played this up as a bit of a farce with these two characters uh, being... Yes, you, you could have, have had. Free again. I was gonna bring up free as instead of having um, a respected veteran of the ice and an up and comer who's trying to get over his mediocrity, both becoming better people throughout the ordeal, you could have had free. And I'm glad that we don't have that. We have a very a very professional relationship between two people who love to ice skate, appreciate each other's abilities, and want each other to get better. Are we, is everybody good talking about Josh as a performer? He does a great job on both, like you said, the serious portions and the goofy portions, which makes him a step above Jerry in that Jerry couldn't quite get both aspects of it, but Josh does. Gigi? 10 out of 10 would Eros again. Roots? Voice acting wizard. I guess that's going to move us into our final thoughts, and we're going to try to not pull a my hero academia with this um how do we feel as an overall dub well I, I i don't know about you guys but even before this show came out i really like ice skating like i've actually been watching it for uh like i haven't watched it recently but i remember back when i was in elementary school i believe we used to watch it quite frequently so watching a show like this kind of reignited that appreciation for something that's such a a unique art, such an athletic art, and I love the fact that Sayo Yamamoto decided to make it something that celebrates it without being overly cheesy. Okay, it is cheesy, but it's like it takes the ice skating portion of it seriously. I don't quite like the fact that there are uh, there's not a lot of plot in between the ice skating portions of it. It's like we just have to string the show along until we get to the the main centerpiece which is the performances which are all really well animated like we said but if it keeps up the route that's going here it's just going to be a treat for us animation fans who love really well done rotoscoping with some kick-ass choreography to go with it oh so, um woman called fuji komine and michiko and hachin were both very very strong dubs i am happy that yuri on ice is as strong as it is Hopefully, it will get much, much stronger once the DVD and Blu-ray hits. While I'm not entirely a fan of some of the casting decisions, they seem to have paid off. The animation is spectacular. And the, the character relationships and the drama portion... Sometimes gets a little too strong, but it had, definitely has a heart to it's it. It's got a lot of agape. Aww. <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. All right, so I'm going to try and do this in the Cliff Notes way. Um, Yuri on Ice is, A, it's a sports anime, which I love to death. B, it has a lot of boys in it, which makes me really happy. <laughs> and C... I wonder who this show I mean, was made what else, for. What else am I going to say? Exactly. Pretty much I am the target audience. But I don't think I'm taking to Yuri on Ice the way that 
most of the target audience is taking it. If you're on Twitter, if you're on the internet and you're even Googling crap about Yuri on Ice, you know it's all about oh, the oh. victory, as in shipping. Yeah. It's all about the by, shipping. By, it's not all about yeah, that base. By the way, do not Google the words Yuri on Ice in, with an image search without no. your safe search on. <laughs> do not do that. Don't do I, it. The first page. Don't do it. Bad, yeah. bad, toy, bad, bad, bad choice. Bad, no bad touch. No one that the hard way. Oh, there was, it was pretty hard, all right. <laughs> um, but the fact is, is that every most people are really nuts about the relationship between Victor and Yuri, and they're calling it like this wonderful romance. Hey. And that could be fine. And you know what? In the Japanese version, I can kind of see where it's happening. But here's the good part about the English dub for me, is that I really, as of right now, and even after watching episode seven, which episode seven, no spoilers, um, I see it mostly as that Victor is trying to motivate Yuri. And Victor is trying to do everything he can and be the best coach he can in a in ways that he doesn't know how because he's never been a coach before. And so when Yuri makes all his programs and everything about love and in the end of episode five, I think, which we technically haven't gotten to yet, but he explains that it's not only about like romantic love. It's about just love in the general. Love of his family. Exactly. Love of his family, love of his friends, love and respect, love for his coach, which does not necessarily equate to romantic love. And so here's where my point is with where the dub is going in the English version. Because they're playing it literally so straight, and I'm not meaning that in a bad way, it's just I don't feel the romance between those two characters. It makes my point more valid than it does in the Japanese version where it's all about the arrows and it's all about the sexy everything. So I don't know where this is going to end up, but from what I am seeing about it, and I know I have an unpopular opinion, especially amongst all my Fujo friends, I just, you're, you're allowed I to like, have that. I like the tone for what my opinion is. Now it's not saying that I agree entirely with all the, the choices, the writing, the directing, the actors are making. It's solid for what it is and for what my personal opinion is. I just don't like it as much as I like the Japanese. And, and that's, that's totally acceptable. You have to be discerning when you realize when something's just not working out for your preferences. All right, I guess my turn. Um, go get Because I... I promised, I promised passion. I'll go get a butt pillow. Um, I really love this show. I really like the dub of this show. And I think that my like of this show comes from a couple of different places. Um, one being that an aspect of the show that we've we've kind of joked about about Pitchett and the girls being little gremlins on the internet is that I like that it's a show that's taking into con time into account contemporary nature of the show. Because um, other sports anime don't have that sense to it. They don't have a sense rooted in reality and ramifications. Um, for as much as I love shows like Haikyuu and Free and Kuroko's, they are still, at some point, whimsical fantasies about coming of age, too. 
and they are about the competition and the over the topness and the insanity that comes in tournaments. Something about Yuri on Ice feels genuine and sincere. It feels like it is coming from a place of love and passion for ice skating. And at the same time, I also love that it's a series that it's one of the things I pointed out with, with Yurio. And I do also point it out. I should have pointed it out with Yuri is that it's taking into account for Yurio. My body is about to change. I'm entering not only what will be the end of my first big hit. I'm going to be going into my prime. For Yuri K, I'm getting old even at 23 years old, which is younger than myself. I like that this is a show that takes place in a global sense, that it's not just Japan, it's the whole world. I like that this is a show, regardless of how you think of Yuri and Victor's relationship, that it, it's okay to be gay as fuck. If you were um, gay, that'd be okay. Gay. Yeah, I mean... Besides from Yuri and Victor, you have care other characters like Chris, who is literally sex on ice. Um, <laughs> th this is a show that had the nice guy as a character, and Georgie, who got utterly fucking annihilated for being a douchebag. Um, I like that this is a show that's really popular, and I hate to be that fucking person sometimes. I'm happy that this is a series created by a woman that's getting so much recognition. In a day and age where I think that sometimes the anime industry forgets girls exist and gives us the shit stick and thinks that it's gonna oh, be okay. Well, the girl- oh, anime knows girls exist, they just don't want them to have a voice. Yeah, they don't uh. like us to have as much fun as we think that we should. Um. I like that this is a show that's being recognized as in the words of, I don't care how you feel about it, uh, Juke, grow a pair of fucking, grow a pair of fucking ovaries. I don't care if you're straighter than a honeymoon dick. Watch the goddamn anime. Um, I like that about this show. I like that this show has passion. I like that this show has charisma and it's okay to go to these places. That it's okay to show a, a fucking 29-year-old Russian man's ass just out in the open in the end of the first episode. That it's okay with two dudes, like, flexing and shit in a hot tub and no one gives a shit besides the crazy old people who are staring at them. I like that this is a show that is just so open about itself and doesn't give a fuck. And thank you, God, for putting Sayamoto Yamamoto on this earth. Yeah, I think we can... Th th thank you for putting <laughs> Sayamoto on this earth, for having her create connections with Shinito Watanabe, and, and for goes. making a new standout series every four years. I cannot wait for 2020. 2020, and I just give me a goddamn hockey anime as directed by oh, no, no. <laughs> I just want to add real quick to all you to all you shippers out there. I'm not against the shipping. I'm not against it. Far from it. I just don't feel the romantic chemistry between them personally. So not against it. I just don't feel it. And you're talking about in the Japanese too, right? Yes, in the okay. entire anime. I okay, just don't even with feel the sexy it. voices. But you know, we all know I have shit taste. Anyway, so are we all done with our final thoughts? 
I think we're done. Do the plug, then we'll plug ourselves, and then I yeah. get to go to bed. By the way, the Chris Rager story was I pimped our podcast to Chris Rager, and I was talking about Survam, and he goes, "Sunny Straight Dubs must be hard for you." And I have, <laughs> I looked him in the eye, I'm like, "You have no Sp- idea." Now we have to <laughs> group. So thank you, Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris Rager, you beautiful bastard. Um, um, if you want to watch Yuri on Ice, if you want to watch the Japanese, head on over to Crunchyroll. If you, which I believe it updates every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you want to watch the dub, you can head over to Funimation.com every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern time to go ahead and watch the dub. If you are interested in any of Saya Yamamoto's other works, please check out the woman called Fujiko Mine and Michiko and Hachin, especially the latter. Please give Michiko and Hachin the love it truly deserves. It's another fantastic dub and a fantastic show. I think Lupin, the woman called Fujiko Mine, um, stands as a pinnacle of the Lupin series. Just to give you people an indication about why we think more people need to watch it, Funimation has both Michiko and Hachin and the woman called Fujiko Mine on the save label. Please actually, do not let Yuri yeah, l- on ice get to this point. Actually, uh, Woman Called Fujiko Mine is not. It is? It is on the anime oh. classics line. Oh, I, I apologize. I must have misread that. Well, Michigo and Hachin definitely is. I, I apologize. At least, at least the nipples in Fujiko Mine apparently gave it more sales. And how can you watch you these dubs? Where do you go? You can go watch all of these dubs as well as many other dubs uh, in this season including the already covered Izetta the Last Witch, Orange, and Keijo on Funimation.com. Um, I believe it is now a, is it a $7 or For a Funimation? $4 now? It's $6. Uh, it's $6. It's a $6 subscription once a month, and you get access to a lot of other things, including uh, dubs and occasionally other special features. Um, now with their... Um, with their combination with uh, Crunchyroll, uh, Crunchy you can also have a sub there. Um, I believe VRV is a system that's coming out that's a $10 for both of them together, along with other things like Nerdist, Geek and & Sundry, and many other things. Um, in terms of plugging the rest of you, have at it, bitches. Okay. I, uh, I when I'm not Plug yourselves. Uh, fl- uh, self-flagellating myself to Megan's delight, I am talking about cartoons, uh, and I'm just talking about the Western kind. I mean ones of all around the world, because much like Yuri on Ice, like Yuri on Ice, I love, I love entertainment Mice. from the entire planet. So follow me on Twitter at Noah Clue, or follow my YouTube channel, which is Journey Traveler, which I need to get back up and running because I've been too dormant for too long. Well, my name is Gigi. You can find me on the YouTubes and on Twitter at Anime Palooza, where I post videos on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays and talk about a bunch of Otome trash and Shoujo trash the rest of the time. Probably talk about boys too much more than I should. And also, I make out with Megan on popsicles so we can have Yuri on <laughs> I, ice. Not Yomacon I, was fun. Yomacon was a good time. Oh, also Jojo. I love that little little bit you had in the uh, the hall video, Megan, where you said, "Throw some ice on us and call us Yuri on ice." I was so. <laughs> By the way, if you watch the hall video from Yomacon, it's a progression of me. Well, we all we were. I totally watched the whole thing, and I was like, I wonder when you guys are gonna fall asleep. I, I had yeah, taken we, a nap in the car, by the we, way. We made it, though. We, we got all our up. swag out. We had fun with swag. Okay, you can find me on Twitter, at Roots of Justice. 
And um, I got a blog. Things are going to be updated on that blog, hopefully soon. And that's tune spelled T-O-O-N, right? The puns are back. It must be time to go. Makes you sleep at night, Noah. Um, my name is Megan. You can find me at Queen Era Two um, on um, Twitter. Oh, shit, I, Twitter. Thank you. Um, it's because somebody said that Yuri Kuma was on sale on the right stuff, and I typed in the word Yuri <laughs> on um, right stuff, and I was just met with tits. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so which I'm buying myself Yuri Kuma. Um, <laughs> um, you can also find me over at Anime America Podcast where. I do top tens, uh, podcast, uh, reviews and other shit with the gang of motherfuckers over there. And we have a lot of fun. Um, and you can also follow me at, uh, I think that's it. You can also just bug me in real life without being a dick if you want. Um, and then if you happen to find this damn channel, uh, this lovely fine channel, that means you have found Lilac Anime Review where you can find her doing Dub Talk podcast as well as other amazing things like top tens, reviews, and all that jazz. Um, you can also follow her at Twitter at Lilac Anime Review. Review spell R-E-V-U-E, like a stage review, not like a review. Like, like uh, those things that people do wise. in their basements. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that stuff. Um, but seriously, we had a lot of fun getting to do this. Um, we were clearly so... born to make history. Yes. Can this born surpass? Can this surpass history. the diabolic lovers in podcast views? Then we would make history. Like how many times have you guys Chelsea? watched that opening? Like just the opening on repeat. Uh, a lot. Uh, I have it. Oh god. I Okay, I actually <laughs> I ripped that off of YouTube. I have the full version on my computer and, um on my phone uh and in my car. By the way, and if you haven't seen my Twitter, in my car it's number 69 on my playlist. <laughs> uh, what is this Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures? No, it's Victor. Oh, I'd watch the hell out of that. My excellent adventure is going to be in my bed very shortly. My excellent. All right, I gotta go make my wife a salad. So, shall we finish up? Yes. All right. Thank you. Say goodbye, kids. Love your faces. Go ice skating. Aloha. Peace. And otaku on, my friends. Good night. Or good morning, if it's you know, if you're watching this in the morning. Bye. I don't care. <laughs> oh, shut up, Noah. Love you. <laughs>